be perfectly fine. Fine. Okay, fine. Fine. You're listening to Everything is Fine in Southwest Washington, where we recognize that everything is not at all fine, discuss what we can do about it, and empower you to connect with your community. I'm not your typical candidate for Congress. I'm a small business owner. I'm a mom. I live in rural Skamania County and I fix things for a living. I will listen. I will be accountable. I will be honest. That's delivering high profits to big corporations. And that's one of the reasons I don't take corporate PAC checks because I want to be an independent voice for Southwest Washington and our own health care. I don't see the sort of urgency in climate crisis that, that it deserves. And, and that's one thing about people who live in rural communities. We see how bad the woods have gotten. We see the heat waves. We see creeks drying up. And, and it's a different perspective that's missing from Congress right now. Climate change is real. It's something that affects all of us. It affects rural communities in different ways that need to be reflected in legislation. We all recognize that we need to increase energy production. He says that Biden's trying to kill off oil and gas. Biden actually uh, issued more permits for oil and gas uh, drilling in 2021 than Trump did. In I'd like his to remind the audience career, to be quiet. Uh, his entire tenure, and that's one of the reasons I don't take corporate PAC checks. I will listen. I will be accountable. I will be honest. <laughs> so, <laughs> Marie Glusenkamp Perez turns out not fine. Not not mm-hmm. fine at all. Yeah, so this episode is going to be critical of Marie Glusenkamp Perez, but we're not here to cherry pick Right. One side or the other, um, but at this point, we have very legitimate concerns about this candidate. I also wanted to say, yeah, like, I feel like now is the most okay time for us to talk about it. this, because it's like, she just got elected, we're not in the direct heat of the campaign. Right. There were a lot of, there was a lot of, like, poo-pooing any kind of criticism at that time because what you know yeah well the alternatives joe kent so we just have to get behind marie vote blue no matter who um well i don't think i don't think it was just that because marie actually had the appearance of some things going for her like yes. they, people didn't get behind marie just because joe kent that's being used as a justification now to why we can't like say negative things about her even though she's she is really throwing like regular people under the bus with multiple really sketchy votes um yeah and many people might even now say oh well joe kent just announced 2024 so even now you can't say shit about her right right and the thing (laughs) what the thing is like if she doesn't course correct she is eating away at her own base like exactly. the progressives like who see this, I have heard from multiple people, they are just getting disparaged. They're not going to vote for her again. Who the fuck does she think she's going to pick up to like balance that out? Right wingers? No, they've got their, their pure shot of fascism in Joe Kent. They're like straight up drug to the arm. They're not going to go for like far right light. Which is exactly what she's doing. <laughs> yeah, uh, just becoming more and more right wing. So if which you alienate the progressives and the left on your base, you're just you're 
fucking shooting yourself in the foot. And it's not that there's not a lot of progressives. Like, you can say this is a red district all you want, but here in Vancouver, a pretty damn populous city in her district, we have a very progressive city council. We have a very yes. strong environmental movement. Yes. There are... Her, you, she needs to you know who's, address that. Base. You know who's fucking progressive. You know who I fucking love is on the county council is Sue Marshall. And everyone was saying she can't do that. She can't win. Like there's no way she's going to win because it's a red district or whatever. She didn't run as a Democrat. She ran as a person who was listening to folks. Yeah. And, she ran and you need campaign. to just know how to talk to you people. You need to know how to talk to people. And to be fair, Marie Glusenkamp Perez, I had one. Uh, one phone conversation with her on before she was elected while she was running like she was uh, trying to get my support for something in the local Democrats Um, but anyway we ended up talking for about 45 minutes and she is I had some concerns about what she was actually saying but that all kind of got put on the back burner of my brain because she sounds authentic Mm -hmm. she sounds like a person she sounds like she's willing to listen to people and that is going to like, you know, trump every. Pardon the expression, trump everything else. Um, I couldn't think of an alternative. It, it, like, she sounded flawed, but she sounded like she would actually be willing to listen to folks. And what we're seeing now does not indicate that at all. And it's it's gone from alarming to even more alarming to this most recent stuff, which is just it's beyond the pale. Yeah. Yeah, and we're here to analyze, like, how she ran her campaign and whether her campaign promises and the way she styled herself really lines up with how she is behaving now, which you'll see we have, I think there's some disparity there. Well, there were red flags from the beginning. There were red flags, and we ignored them. I ignored them. Well, yeah, Um, and nobody, nobody... It's not like we expected her to be the most progressive. There were right. things that we liked. Right. She do, does come off, did come off as a very moderate Democrat in many, many different ways. But we're still going to critique her from our left perspective as well. Even yes. if listeners or people want to say like, well, that's just not her. Like, what do you, you know what I mean? Like, we're, we're still going to go that far as well. But it's also about like the difference between how she ran her campaign and what the fuck she is doing now. Right. And the like deep lore cut for our podcast here, like the opening audio has like little bits of, of me and Sydney saying that's it's fine over and over again. And what we're (laughs) referring to and what got cut out of that episode was that was all about Marie Perez. (laughs) That was like, she is, uh, that was as much as we could muster. She's fine. (laughs) She's going to be okay. She's not going to be a fascist. MGP was the was the inspiration for the everything, the, everything is, fine is fine yes in southwest washington podcast yeah and that, exactly that and yeah audio. we cut that because we didn't want to come right. off as too right because critical. she had, like she didn't have like she didn't have this track record she has now she has now been in congress for a while and has been doing things and making votes like we weren't about to like again joe kent serious threat i understand we all understand that Um, and we didn't want to undermine her for some bullshit, but like she was not, she was not raised, you know, there were some things we were concerned about. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we shared some of those things that podcast was so long ago, but but it was not as, it wasn't as critical as it, it wasn't as, uh, 
we pulled our punches a little bit. Yeah, and less you know, forthcoming for it, sure. It, it happens a lot. Like there's a, a lot of the best humor we do on this podcast has gets cut later because it's me saying something <laughs> that directly references like, a, a, you know, someone we know or a public official or something. And like it's it gets cut for good reason. But yeah. also like. But yeah. it's a, it's a damn shame it's sometimes damn we shame can't. Sometimes. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, we'll we'll have a Patreon one of these days. You can get the get the full <laughs> the full scope of our, yeah, our the antics, unedited. the unedited stuff. So go to the Patreon. We do not have, and you know, <laughs> or comment on or, this episode post and let us know that you would support a Patreon to convince us to have a yeah, Patreon. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll send you some audio clips under the table. Yeah, to, yeah. <laughs> give me some examples. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, well, so do we want to talk about, uh, just give people a rundown of, like, how she ran her campaign, what yeah. her campaign was about, just for those who, like, might not know, or yeah. just to bring up Just, and even memories. for those who do know, yeah, or fresher. So, she painted herself as a very working class person, uh, st- sticking up for the blue collar workers, uh, a rural person, um, you know, her campaign videos are her working at her auto shop on her cars. Right. She's running to, for Congress to fix things because she knows how to fix things because she fixes cars and she's going to fix Congress. It's <laughs> 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 like that one video of her like cutting down a tree. She's like, Timber, fucking chops this tree down. I was not a fan of that one. But I whatever. never saw that one. <laughs> I saw yeah, like some, there was a, like cringe. a political ad out of Oregon with somebody throwing axes or something that just like, okay, <laughs> dude, that looks corny as hell. As, She's yes. an axe thrower too though, Is dude. I, yes, dude. Yes. I just listened to an interview where she was like talking about that. Yeah. Well, put that in your, your advertisements <laughs> that like. And like the thing I liked about that campaign is like she came off as a real person, a working yes. person, you know, like how Bernie Sanders, he appealed to like to real working people. Yes. And she talked about the dignity of work. And, um, you know, it was just a very like every man approach. She talked about like boosting rural people, which, you know, that's always the complaint is that the rural people, right. you know, take the backseat to the to the cities. Um, she also ran as her her kind of campaign slogan was she's an independent voice for congress she's running as a democrat but she's a different kind of democrat she's an independent (laughs) voice for congress now now we know exactly what that means (laughs) which means like mostly a republican yeah (laughs) republican with a d next republican a a pro choice republican that's basically what she's sorry that took me a moment to but yeah, that's basically what she's fashioned herself as. Um, do you have any rem- memories of her campaign? And I wasn't involved in the campaign so much because I was like trying to do city council, like not city council, excuse me, county council uh, stuff, which was happening at the same time. And I thought it was more important because it was more local. It directly affects us more to have a good county councilor than it does to have one more person in you know the house. Um. But I do remember, like, the turnout she had for her, uh, the the first canvassing session she did in Vancouver. I don't, I couldn't find the numbers to how many people showed up. But it was a, it was a mob. It was a crowd. It was, like, mm-hmm. just massive, like, shocking numbers of people. Yeah, that photo of um, Esther Short Park, I think. That photo of Esther and, Short Park, yeah. Yeah. Just 
shoulder to shoulder. Like I wasn't there personally, but I like saw that after the fact. I was like, whoa, she must be doing something right. Yeah. Um, and I mean, there's the combo of, you know, she's running some kind of effective campaign strategy, but there's also the th- real threat of fascist MAGA right. freak Joe Kent right. who was running and this was like getting national attention. I mean, he was like yeah. going on Steve Bannon and fucking Tucker Carlson. Yeah. So there was, he was and, a high profile guy and people felt very threatened by him. And, um, and still do. Uh, yeah. And, and I, I have to wonder like what percentage of those people were brought out because of Marie or what percentage were just brought out because they wanted, you know, not Kent. Yeah. Um, and Marie was the, second like there was a democrat running before marie was running and he dropped out uh and he just wasn't doing a very good job at all it was it was so all it's almost like you have this really an inspiring candidate and then you have like marie kind of came after that and he dropped out um but uh, sorry brent heyrich if you're listening to this you just i i i (laughs) You know, I, I, I feel you were coming from a good place. I don't feel like you had the, the, you know, the chops quite, um, (laughs) nothing personal, man. Uh, (laughs) but then like it, it, uh, it's almost like you've got this thing that doesn't work. And then Marie does just comes in as mediocre. And then people are viewing that as better than it is. If that Mm -hmm. makes any sense. Yeah. Like by comparison, by comparison, like this is actually someone who can put up a little bit of a fight. At least it's not because if it was Brent versus, uh, Brent Heinrich versus Joe Kent, Joe Kent would have like steamrolled him. Yeah. And so that, that kind of leads us into, yeah, like people were kind of looking at her with a rosier through a rosier shade lens, you know, than maybe they would have if she was like against JHB. I don't know. You know what I mean? Um, and that's just something we should note too, is like, like she was like kind of touted by progressive people around here as being a progressive. She did run very strongly on a no corporate PAC money, um pledge which we will get into in a moment but um you know that's something that progressives really like so that was like a concrete thing that was like okay but then there was like rumors like people were saying oh well she was a bernie sanders supporter in 2016 i couldn't confirm that i'm not saying she wasn't maybe she was yeah but that was kind of like she she loved bernie and you love bernie so you should like her and then there was also i was told by somebody that she did support Medicare for all that she supported a single payer healthcare system that she had stated this somewhere before she was running and she just couldn't say it because she's in a red district. She just can't say it. What M- Medicare, Medicare for all, for all like, but why can't the, the, of all the issues that shouldn't matter if she's in a red, that district. is a majority popular that is, uh, yes. policy. Across, uh, uh, you know, people will try to tell that, you it's not, but right. that is a, that polls, in the majority of of American voters, if they want true. a single payer yeah. healthcare system. But if, yeah, if true, that argument holds zero water for me. Like you can you can get like people you can get like Trump people on board with healthcare just as easily as you can anybody else. Exactly, exactly. Um, it's freaking healthcare. And we yeah. all need it. And if you don't have a like, that's that's the annoying thing too. I understand like being smart about messaging because you're in a red district, whatever. But it's like if you believe in something, make the fucking case for it and figure out how to make the case to right. the other side, quote unquote, um, for it. 
you know, what are you if you can't stand behind your actual principles and you can't support the thing that you actually want to support? It's that's I mean, some people might be sympathetic to that, but I, I don't find myself being sympathetic to like oh sorry she just wants to do good but she just has to give you a shit sandwich because (laughs) because she wants to fucking get reelected again which you know is an issue in and of itself as well continue to like just do republican things yeah so what are you gonna do if you're yeah if your ultimate goal is to get reelected so you can just do this watered down bullshit or fucking predominantly vote with republicans yeah. anyways it, like it, yeah. it shouldn't be about like getting reelected it should be about like doing stuff for your constituency and your community and then the reelection will just like it'll be easier if you're exactly. not fucking people over and also if you're yes if you're concerned about getting reelected maybe you shouldn't fuck over a bunch of your constituents yes! that might be a good <laughs> concerned about that because i don't know you think we're just gonna vote for you again i'm sorry i'm 90 percent not gonna vote for her again unless she does some fucking groveling and anyways we'll get into that we'll get into that <laughs> do you think we covered the campaign part uh, like pretty well like i i think so i okay. don't i don't again i personally wasn't involved i don't know a whole lot about i just saw what was on social media what kind of a messaging she was trying and yeah she was trying to do bernie light she was trying to do like Bernie, but not as well as Bernie. Um, yeah, like working class identity, speaking to those people, not taking corporate PAC money. But as far as like specific policies, she was actually really weak on any kind of like progressive stuff. Mm-hmm. She's very she, moderate. She was a, a, allegedly an environmentalist. She cared, you know, cared about the environment. Um, the things she was kind of propounding were a little bit scientifically iffy. Uh, it just a lot of. I, I don't remember details. I just remember like kind of my response to, hmm, this is what like climate change stuff. Yeah, I think climate change stuff and because well, I, yeah, her whole like bring back paper bullshit. She's like, bring back paper so we can bring back the timber industry and plastic is oh, bad. Yeah, it's like the, the fucking okay, timber well, industry, like because we need to cut down more trees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, every time she spoke about it, like environmental issues, she just speaks about um, you know everything as a natural resource something that we can like bring jobs and not not in a way that we are are protecting anything right um just in a way of like how can we bring up back the timber industry how can we bring this back how can we use the natural resources for making money not for uh protecting future generations and mm, ourselves that's, that's probably and- <laughs> but what i'm saying is like she was sold to us progressives leftists whatever you want to call it she was sold as a the more environmental candidate oh yeah i mean because joe kent like by yeah. comparison yeah he's just like bring back american energy bringing back oil yeah all that shit so oh um, boy he's a climate denier so yeah i mean by comparison even though she was weak bring back american energy bring back oil hang on to that thought because we're gonna get to something <laughs> We are going to get, God damn it. Yeah, How? I know that shit. Okay, but first, okay, let's just, get through the, let's just get through the part. Let's just get through the things that we like so that everybody knows we're, if we haven't already fucking said some nice things. Right. There are some things that we like. Right. We are not doing this because we're trying to be edgy or trying to crucify her. Like, we're not doing that we think we're doing this because they, we think there's a legitimate problem and like people's responses to it are the same kind of crap we've seen over and over and just are not gonna 
that's just going to bring us more and more to the right to right. It's at to, some point if we just keep moving the overton window to the right to the right to the right vote blue no matter who and right. they're nearly the the right the democrats and the republicans are nearly indistinguishable from each other then are we really going to stave off fascism are we really going to save our climate are like well, what is well, the end if, goal here? If, if you've got a Democrat who's promoting fascist policies and a you know, Republican who's promoting fascist policies, there's a very important difference, and that's the Democrat is a Democrat. <laughs> <laughs> so you've got to vote blue no matter who, and everything will be fine. And everything will be and fine. Everything will be fine. It's, <laughs> yeah. it's the title of the podcast, folks. We're good. Yes. We're done. We're just <laughs> yes. leaving it there. Everything is fine. Nothing it's to see Yeah. End of, end of, end of entire podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Okay, things things I like. Well, she ran heavily on reproductive freedom. Jamie Herrera Butler and Joe Kent are uh, pro-life candidates. Yeah. Um, pro-life extremists. Um, so, yep, she's got that going for her. Obviously, obviously, number one thing that was better than the alternative um, that is important. Yes. And then we've got her rural broadband oh yes um this month she introduced a uh rural broadband um let me let me look up the specifics of that real fast and you can edit out the awkward pause no yeah no problem so uh, um yeah so earlier this month on may 12th she introduced the broadband bill which is a bipartisan um effort to expand broadband access nationwide uh called the Rural Internet Improvement Act. Um, it eliminates duplicative broadband programs at the U.S. Department of Agriculture by merging and codifying the popular rural e-connectivity pilot program, ReConnect, with USDA's broadband loan and grant program. ReConnect builds upon past successes of these programs by enhancing the participation of all types of providers. I don't know what that means. <laughs> but... Um, Summarized. But as far as expanding access to rural broadband this is an incredibly important thing to do what i'm saying is i don't know the specifics behind it it might be effective it might not be effective who knows but she's she is the the thing behind this is getting internet access to the folks out in the sticks who don't have that and i grew up in like the the hills of washougal deep woods we had to get our internet through a satellite link that worked for about two days before it crashed out for the month and i just i had to like drive down into town whenever i wanted to get anything done to like take my laptop and sit down at a starbucks for several hours at a time um and like we everyone depends so much on the internet like these days i can just like pull up my phone and you know find a youtube instructional video on how to like do whatever i need to do in that moment that like is th whatever emergency has happened at the house they'll be like support <laughs> exactly exactly i mean i can't even imagine like when you were bringing that up i was like wow they really don't have internet out there like no, that, it's really you know shoddy no, it, internet like, it is it is <laughs> i it can't is. even imagine not having internet for an hour exactly like, and that's that's where we all are like one of my friends who is like in her i'm i'm early 30 she's in her like early to mid 20s like <laughs> she called called me a wastrel at one point in time like just because i had like grown up in this isolated <laughs> um you know you i forgot you grew up a, a wastrel when i like didn't know a fucking internet meme that was was you know quite quite something back in the day and i'm like yep i own that i am i have no um 
I have no concept of what the internet was doing from a certain period of time. And it's like, for as many things as we can say that the internet is not like it is, it is a very double-edged sword. It brings some stuff to the table, which is not good. Um, it's still a magnificent tool and people need access to it. So like Bravo for this, it's a, it's a thing that like not is overlooked by a lot of people, I think. Yeah. Um, and that rural, this is a time where that rural representation that she brings to the table has brought this to light is, this issue. Right. This is an instance where she's ignored. actually bringing rural representation to the table as opposed to just saying she is. Right. Um, cause I do want to make that distinction. Some of the things she's doing are going to fuck over rural folks just as much as anyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. so there's also, uh, the right to repair, um, so the right to repair is the right for owners of products and independent repair shops to re- repair products, um, which combats planned obsolescence that creates waste and would save consumers money to not be forced to buy new products um, when they simply just need fixed. Um, so that's kind of like, you know, one of the main things she ran on. I really liked it. Environmentalists really like it um, for the obvious reasons. And um it is kind of important to note, though, Biden had already passed an executive order in 2021 for the right to repair, and it was to be enforced by the Federal Trade Commission. But um, she was championing like, a, you know, congressional codifying of the right to repair. Um, I will also say uh, she in all of her campaign rhetoric, um, she positioned herself as someone who is a big supporter of barriers to mothers. Oh, sorry. A, not a big supporter of barriers to mothers. <laughs> she is a supportive of breaking down barriers to mothers, okay, especially so. rural mothers. Uh, <laughs> it's like totally. <laughs> I don't know. I think mothers have it too easy. You they know need- what? Yeah, let's put up some walls there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so especially rural mothers. Um, she talks about like cost of childcare um, and not having childcare in those rural areas even offered. Um, although. There was, there's, hasn't been anything I've seen at this point, I could be wrong, um, that she has translated that into any kind of legislation yet. But there was a lot of lip surface to mothers because she is a mother. And um, so that was like a big point of her campaign, which I mean, I appreciated at least rhetorically. And we'll see like where she goes with that. Oh, okay. Well, this is, this is something I wanted to note. Um, So uh, as of this recording, I didn't find anything for what she's done on the agricultural committee she's on. So that's a committee mm. that she fought to be on. I myself, of course, am a huge supporter of protecting our farmlands, uh, supporting our farmers. Um, obviously, when farming is done using ecological principles that are good for our environment, I am definitely supportive of that. Of that, I'm not supportive of big ag or anything like that. So I don't know what she's done on that committee there could be good things. I just admittedly didn't yeah. really get to dive super deep into that. So like if listeners yeah. have info on that, that they'd like to share, especially when we post this on social media, we can have that discussion and conversation because like, yeah, I, I would like to know if she's done anything good by way in way of yeah. boosting agriculture in our area or protecting agriculture in our, in our area. So For sure. Uh, and just as a side note, I used the word race, wastrel earlier. That's not used in the sense of a wasteful or good for nothing person. That's used in the archaic sense of a waif or a neglected child. Um, so I wanted to, <laughs> I, I wanted to draw that distinction because otherwise it makes no sense and sounds kind of awful. 
dude i didn't know you said waste troll and at first i thought you were saying waste troll oh no 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 waste <laughs> and then i was like waste troll and then i was like whatever i'll look that up later yeah but. no i just I, the definition was nagging at me it's like that's not a good thing is it like this is a close friend of mine what the hell is going on no she's basically calling me a wafer a neglected child oh, like okay a little, okay that's a little, a little sweeter than yeah no like someone who didn't grow up with internet you you poor thing oh my god um that's my new favorite word so yeah no it's in in the archaic sense not in the more commonly used sense of (laughs) good lord i'm sorry english major (laughs) brain there just took over um oh wait oh okay well this is funny because this was tricky because i actually thought this was pretty cool but um we'll see how it turned out so um she snubbed nancy pelosi did you know about this i did not so um she said that she would not support Pelosi running for House Speaker again, said uh, that we need new leadership, and she hoped for someone from the working class who runs a small business to be nominated. Of course, that was never going to fucking happen in corrupt-ass <laughs> Congress, but hey, that's nice that she wanted that. But, um, you know, what really struck me is she easily said it. She's like, no, why would I support Nancy yeah. Pelosi? I think we need new leadership, which is really funny in comparison when you look at, like, the squad, um, you know, the left progressives who right. are so defanged by the democratic party and who like support nancy pelosi at every turn didn't force the vote you know that was when i started to get like kind of disillusioned with that whole thing was when they wouldn't wouldn't stand up for come on it's fucking nancy pelosi you're you're a leftist this is easy yeah and when marie said it she's like well duh like we don't my values don't allow i mean she didn't say that exactly but that's how it came off like duh why would i support someone like that that's not what i'm here to do i have different values than this person i think we need new leadership and i think it should just be that easy um for for the squad to do that too like no this is a corporate dem this person will never have a vote a floor vote on medicare for all um she will never enact progressive policies like we just our our goals are antithetical to one another of course i wouldn't support her but that's not that's not the way it works there's all these political arm twistings and all this stuff so anyways i just thought that i don't want to go off on like a you know rant about the squad i just thought it was funny because um you know the the let the real left people or you know left the most left people in congress yeah. that we we try to cheerlead for it's like they can't even find the courage or muster the right. willingness to snub nancy pelosi who definitely deserves it well, but marie easily yeah well the, i think the difference is marie hasn't been in there that long and I don't know. I think the machine eats you up the longer you're in there. Exactly. Like AOC, of course, you know, famously protested in Nancy Pelosi's office with right. the Sunrise movement that was, and all that. That action was what got me involved with Sunrise in the first place because I saw that and I was like, oh my God, people are actually doing something. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's another another episode i know yeah us yeah our our hearts the, being the, broken by the squad members is for another episode but yeah. yeah i i just thought that was funny but here's the twist um so that was in an interview this was before this was like when no one was sure if nancy would run again um that is when marie glusenkamp perez said that 
But then uh, we know what happened was that Hakeem Jeffries ended up running. Nancy Pelosi stepped down and kind of anointed him as the next one. Um, And he is actually pretty notorious for being very hostile to progressive Democrats, even more so than Nancy Pelosi. He fundraises against them all the time. He's like a super Uh, piece of shit. Of course, he's the anointed one for succession. Yeah, corporate Democrat. And uh, Marie Glusenkamp Perez repeatedly voted for Hakeem Jeffries during the whole speakership debacle there. So she, yeah, so no problem with Hakeem Jeffries. but some reason a, a a problem with Nancy Pelosi and this might have some direct correlation to some campaign donations, which we'll get into what? in a moment. What? <laughs> Do you have anything to say about that? No. Before? I mean, aside from the fact I believe Marie's campaign donations all come from small dollar donors and there's no PAC money involved whatsoever because like that's that's how she's running. That's the kind of person she is, right? No, no, no. Oh. So the corporate PAC oh, pledge, like we already, yes, like we already noted, you know, her classic campaign videos, you can go back and look. She said it in debates many, many times. I am an independent voice for Congress, and that is why I do not take corporate PAC money. All right. Well, let's dig into those FEC filings because yeah. we got a lot of fucking info on that. Okay, so she did take a ton of money from leadership PACs, which are a way in which politicians can raise money for other candidates from rich people who, you know, own and run corporate America. So corporate money. Then they take that money and funnel it to other candidates to gain favor and clout so that they can get a leadership role. So, for example, this is the reason why Chuck Schumer... Nancy Pelosi and now Hakeem Jeffries um, are in leadership positions. It's because they're the biggest fundraisers for Democrats. So they like raise money through these leadership packs and then they take that money and it's all fucking rich people, corporate cash. Mm -hmm. And they take that money and then they'll donate to other candidates campaigns. So then it's like, okay, well, then when that candidate wins, it's like, hey, well, I donated to your campaign. You going to vote for me for speaker? Yeah, you are. You're my bitch now. So we have <laughs> inter-party corruption. Yeah, it's a classic. Yeah. <laughs> and, so, <laughs> and that's so- another thing to, to, to note. It's like these people are in leadership positions because they're the biggest fundraisers for Democrats. It's not because it's, they represent right. America's or, you know, uh, democratic America, or they represent, um, the, the policy platforms platform of the party right? or it's, no, it's nothing is, ideological. Is, it's literally, they just ha- raise the most money. Like, they are the biggest and they're raising that money from corporate America. Exactly. And fucking, like the Democratic Party has an issue with like, as, at least on the state level, I know here in Washington, like they've got an issue with having a very progressive platform and then nobody actually fucking follows through on it and anything <laughs> yeah. like it's just like it's on paper and then that's it. Exactly. Um, and there's it, it fucking. Oh, my God. All this this fucking pack shit. This incestuous like inner party corruption that we've got. Like, and, I know. It's yeah. absolutely disgusting. So you, you heard it here first. Marie Glusenkamp Perez is, in fact, the speaker's bitch. Yeah. And so after after looking at we're, we're going to get like speci- into specific leadership pack um, donations. And yeah, just um, just to preface it, you know, after we talk about this, it's it's going to be clear that there's no credible right. way for her to say she doesn't take corporate right. money or corporate pack money or anything like that. 
this was a standard like corporate dem raising campaign anyway so right starting with the leadership packs she took many money from many many other congressional campaigns uh but most notably four thousand from the pelosi campaign the nancy pelosi campaign oh and ten from for nancy pelosi for congress for her from her campaign but wasn't she like i don't even know why they're allowed to do that what's that Okay, so Marie Glusenkamp is Perez is getting money from Pelosi for Congress. Congress, yeah. but yes. then didn't she try? Wasn't she bucking Pelosi or appearing to buck Pelosi? Or? She was appearing to buck. What the Pelosi. fuck is going on there? And th- this is a this is a something we want to talk about toward the end too. Why why does it seem okay to buck the party from the right, but not the left? What what are the consequences for doing that from the right versus the left? But at the same time, like she, she also didn't, she didn't ultimately buck the corporate speakership. Right. So, so maybe her mind was changed at some point. I don't know, but she took $4,000 from Nancy Pelosi for Congress. And she also took 10,000 from Nancy Pelosi's leadership pack. Um, what was it Why called? Is the, how, I forget Nancy, what the PAC's name Nancy is called, Pelosi but. for Congress is giving her money, a person who is not Nancy Pelosi, for Congress. I, that's weird to me, too. It's like, so if you give money to a candidate's campaign, uh, is it like as long as they're a Democrat, they can just take that money and then donate it to another campaign? So if I gave money to Bernie Sanders and he turns around and be his little bitch and supports Joe Biden... Did he just take my, his leftover money that I gave him and give it to Joe Biden's campaign? I don't know. What, <laughs> but like, like it, no matter what, like what the fuck, you donate to one candidate and they're allowed to just like donate that to other candidates yeah, that no, you may or may not support. That's weird. <laughs> that's insane. That's what they do. Like that's that they're, is so fucking like just because it's in her party doesn't mean it's not corrupt. Yeah. She, yeah, and Marie, she had tons of, I mean, the interesting one, too, was uh, she did have $1,000 from Maxwell Alejandro Frost, the, like, Gen Z uh, progressive squad member, like, young guy from Florida, which, like, he probably just got tricked into her being a progressive, but I'm, like, still, like, that's not cool that you would, that someone would vote or, like, send their hard-earned money to you, a candidate, and you would send it to someone else. I don't know. We've we've already examined how money works locally. Um, yeah. Of I'm going to give you a big wad of cash and then you do me a favor down the line. And that's the, well, there's only one reason you do that because you're right. like, hey, we're buddies. I'm going to give yeah. you money and you're going to be oh, we're going to be buddies you, on you, some legislation you, you're, later. You're, or you you have <laughs> the you have the gall to kind of pretend you're bucking me. All right, pal. Here's four thousand. How's, I know. How's yeah. that going? I know. Well, the thing is, she did definitely say that after she was already elected. So she must have already taken that money from Nancy Pelosi. But she was did she get things? talked to? Did uh. she get talked to after that? Like, hey, don't don't forget where you came from, Marie. <laughs> I don't know. I don't fucking know. But here's here's even more importantly. So we got the fourteen thousand from the Nancy Pelosi fucking blob, right? But we also have fourteen thousand from Hakeem Jeffries. We have ten thousand from Hakeem Jeffries' leadership pack, and we have four thousand from Jeffries for Congress. What? <laughs> Which isn't the Jeffries for Congress pack being providing money for Jeffries for Congress? No, nope, that... it's always it's also providing money for Marie too. Good lord! And that's why he gets to be the speaker. That's that's. <laughs> 
that's how it works. So yeah. institutionalized bribery. Yeah. Yep. And then 5,000 from Patty Murray's leadership pack. Uh, 5,000 from Ameripac, which is Steny Hoyer's Dem leadership pack. I didn't get to go deep into how much of a piece of shit that guy is, but I've heard he is, and he's <laughs> like a super conservative Democrat. So anyways, for what that's worth, um, so yeah, so anyways, got that money, turned around and voted for Hakeem, Hakeem Jeffries, um, who is a corporate ghoul and does not fit the description of someone she would vote for as speaker, Ugh. as she described it in yeah. that interview. Yeah. So, <laughs> and then, okay, this is, there's, there's more good stuff. So looking at PACs representing various industries, you know, corporate interests, um, we have 2,500 from the Council of Insurance Agents and Brokers PAC which is a global organization representing insurance agencies and brokerage firms. Um, surely that includes health insurance. Um, huh. Huh. And let's see, uh, 2,500 from CRH America's Inc. Pack, which is a building materials industry pack, 5,000 from the American Crystal Sugar Company pack, multiple other donations from sugar packs and sugar beet packs totaling thousands of dollars <laughs> so that was something that just kept popping up and i'm like what is this all about do we have like a big like is there some big like sugar beet production or like farming happening in the uh, third there's got to be something because yeah. she's getting hella money from big sugar yeah. all right big <laughs> sugar is gonna ask a favor later yeah exactly big like, sugar needs this country yes. to start cooperating so you know congress Hey. Yeah, dude. Like it, it was like very noticeable, like from different all kinds of different packs like representing that. I was like, okay, there's something <laughs> going on here. Uh <laughs> yeah. so of course We have um, to fight fucking big sugar now. That's, I know. That's what the, the fuck? Big sugar? I didn't even know big sugar was big. Okay. I mean I should have known, but yeah. okay. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> so um okay, and then of course, we've got 5000 from Motor and Equipment Manufacturers Association Pack and 10000 from the Auto Care Association Pack because, you know, she's a fucking combustion vehicle repair person, right? So, mm -hmm. um, and then this is another final thing to note. Uh, as far as individual contributions, she took 64.91% in large individual contributions. Um, so that means contributions over $200 in comparison to 27.79% in small individual contributions. And then scrolling through her individual donations, um, I found donations mostly in the range of $500 uh, to $3,300. So not a lot of small dollar contributors there. Not, um, not huh. you know, working people chipping in what they have right, in a big you know. grassroots effort nothing like that it was just like very standard like rich people giving her money oh, fucking course it um, was um you know you or i don't have 500 to 3300 dollars to drop on um campaign donations so yeah in conclusion on that um for her to say that her campaign did not take corporate pack money is untruthful would you agree with that yeah. based on that information yes okay. i would <laughs> i'd go even farther and say it's a fucking lie yeah so there's well, money from like directly from PACs representing corporate interests uh she got money funneled to her from rich corporate democrats who got that money from corporate interests 
um, and her individual contributions, like I just said, don't right. look just, anything like just because there's an extra step that filters it through the Democrats doesn't make this money any better. Yeah. So I don't know how she can credibly say that. I don't. It's like there's probably no accountability mechanism for just lying your ass off about that. But yeah, she's your run of the mill corporate Democrat with a rural twist. With a really? rural twist. <laughs> oh. not, not necessarily well, an independent you know, if, voice for Congress. If you've got a refreshing rural twist in there, that like makes the shit go down so much smoother. Yeah, you know. Hi, it's Carissa, inserting some necessary additional notes for the campaign finance portion of the episode. In our extensive research and fact-checking as we edited this episode, we ran into more important information that did not make it into Philip and I's conversation. To start, let's remember that corporations themselves cannot donate to campaigns, but they can create PACs that do fund campaigns. Here's how it works. Staff and shareholders, a.k.a. those with a financial interest in the corporation, donate to the PAC while the corporation itself is allowed to pay all of the overhead costs of facilitating the operations of the PAC, as long as it does not make its own donation. And those are what are called connected PACs, or corporate PACs. The difficulty with these PACs is that while they fit into a categorical FEC definition, they don't like to call themselves corporate PACs. So I found it very hard to confirm what is and what is not technically a, quote, corporate PAC. But looking at the example with the American Crystal Sugar Company PAC, it's been reported several times that they raise money via donations from shareholders and staff, which from our understanding qualifies them as a corporate PAC. Furthermore, there were clearly PACs that represented special interests, something Marie railed about during her campaign. However, what we discovered last minute is that most every PAC we note within our conversation donated to Marie in 2023, after she'd already been elected, or at least that's the receipt date of those donations. This includes the leadership PACs and fits with Marie's claim that Democrats were not helping her with her campaign because they had written it off as an unwinnable race. So what's going on here? The picture that's emerged from her FEC filings shows that while she may not have taken corporate PAC money during her first campaign, she has wholly abandoned her no corporate PAC money pledge now that she has been elected. More evidence for this can be found plain as day in two starkly different campaign ads. One video sits as a pinned tweet on her active Twitter account today that notably says nothing at all whatsoever about a no corporate cash pledge or about the problem of money in politics. The other is from her campaign website, which is a shortened version still up on YouTube. I'm going to play the audio of both of these ads to show you just how heavily she was running against corporate interests, special interests, and promising not to be a, quote, corporate shill, her words, and how all of those sentiments are entirely absent from her current ad. You'll see, just as Philip and I remembered, just how much this was a central tenet of her campaign while she was running, and as late as the third debate against Joe Kent in mid-October, she was still running on that platform. I'm not your typical candidate for Congress. My name is Marie Glusenkamp Perez. My husband Dean and I own an auto repair shop. I'm running to be a voice for workers who have a little grease under their fingernails. For those struggling running small businesses, taking care of young kids, and taking care of aging parents. For those who are tired of politicians who just pay attention to big corporations and the wealthy. And ignore us, and ignore the growing threat facing America like China and Russia. I'm not running to represent drug companies or oil companies or frankly any special interest. They all have lobbyists, they don't need politicians to. I'm not taking a dime of corporate PAC money. I'll work to get money out of politics so our representatives can work for us again. 
I'm very proud that Dean and I have created family wage jobs. But like most small business owners I know, we can't afford health insurance for ourselves. We pay $500 a month for health insurance for our son. We are young, healthy, and have no pre-existing conditions beyond an entrepreneurial spirit. The trade skills we have used to guarantee a comfortable life for families. Free from out-of-control childcare costs and astronomical health insurance premiums. But today, too many Washington families who work for a living are struggling to make ends meet. Having to make tough choices and painful sacrifices while big corporate interests maximize their profits at our expense. We don't need another corporate shill or extremist in Congress. I will fight for working Washingtonians just like me. Join me. My name's Marie Glusenkamp-Perez. Life looks different down a gravel road. We get our water from a well, we get our internet from a radio tower, and we heat our home with wood. I come from a long line of loggers. I'll rebuild jobs in the woods. I will invest in technical education to help rebuild American manufacturing. I'll protect our freedoms, the Second Amendment, and our right to make our own health care decisions. I approve this message as I'm definitely not your typical candidate for Congress. So in conclusion, while Marie Glusenkamp-Perez may not have technically lied about taking corporate cash during her first campaign, it is clear to me that she has now abandoned that principle entirely. Thus, we have yet another betrayal. Also, while I'm at it, a quick minor correction. In our discussion regarding Hakeem Jeffries, we said that he was running for Speaker of the House, but that was wrong. As the Republicans control the House now, he was running for and is now House Minority Leader. Now back to your regularly scheduled programming. So do we want to talk about the the vote denouncing socialism now? Now that she's in there, now we're at the point. Now we're at the point where she starts to actually vote on things. And so personally, like I had, again, Marie Glissenkamp-Perez, like my opinion during the whole, um, while she was winning was pretty positive. Like I argued like i played devil's advocate for her a few times for for, you know talking with you and sydney back in the day um based off this one conversation based off my like impression of a person like i i believe during our conversation she had used the term democratic machine you know she she Mm -hmm. seemed to indicate she knew like the level of this is this is deeply problematic and i want to do something about this um so i didn't like i wasn't all the way sold on her as the the person we you know the best person possible who could have manifested Mm -hmm. but i was sold on her as okay this is a pretty good alternative to a direct fascist yeah like i can vote for this in good conscience i can vote for this in good conscience and i did and i ignored some red flags there that i think you probably picked up on a little bit better than i did back in the day and Where I started changing my mind was when I got gut punched with this news. She and a whole bunch of other Democrats, which I think are, whereas like over 100, um, had voted yay on uh, the House Resolution Number 9, which is a resolution, quote, denouncing the horrors of socialism. (laughs) The horrors. The was horrors. In it. <laughs> that is the fucking official title of this fucking piece of shit. The horrors. It is. It is a flaming pile of horse manure. Um, 
So we are going to read. Like it's pretty. Because capitalism is going so great. Capitalism is going so. Can well, we come on? Can we introduce the the fucking you, you, horrors of capitalism, yeah, Bill? I know. It's it would be so much longer than this. Come on is. now. <laughs> come like, on yeah. now. <laughs> and and why stop there? The horrors of conservatism. <laughs> the horrors of liberalism. <laughs> like I don't see any of that stuff being referenced in <laughs> no. here. Fuckers. And these fucking people, they fall for it. The Democrats are like, yeah, I hate socialism too. It's like, okay, cool. The, no the vote the vote breakdown on this was the vote people voting yay. 79% Republicans, 219 of them. But 109 Democrats, including Marie Glusenkamp Perez, voted yes on this. Pass it through the House. And the nay votes were 21% with only 86 de- Democrats. More Democrats voted for this piece of shit than voted <laughs> against it. I am so fucking mad at this. Um, we, can, we can talk about like socialism as we go through this, but I do want to read the text because the t- it, it is worth looking at what they're actually... What, what got in here and what didn't get in here is also very interesting. So it's pretty short. 118th Congress first session H con res nine concurrent resolution. And I believe like there were several different versions of this. I believe this is the one that got voted on. So this is the one she's casting her vote for to say, yeah, this is a good thing. (laughs) This is great. Horrors of socialism. Whereas, whereas socialist ideology necessitates a concentration of power that has time and time again collapsed into communist regimes, totalitarian rule, and brutal dictatorships. Whereas, social, this is how they fucking write these fucking things. Whereas, 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 therefore. Uh, uh, yeah, they're like, if we the, say it in a smart way, it won't nonsense. sound like garbage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they, are, they are using like old, old-timey language to shine up their garbage. Um, whereas socialism has report repeatedly i keep looking at that word and thinking it's reportedly but no repeatedly whereas socialism has repeatedly led to famine and mass murders and the killing of over a hundred million people worldwide whereas many of the greatest crimes in history were committed by socialist ideologues including vladimir lenin joseph stalin mao zedong fidel castro pol pot kim jong-il kim jong-un daniel ortega (laughs) hugo chavez and nicolas manduro do you happen to know offhand how many of those were actual socialists? Because I don't. I didn't get a chance to look it up. But it's um, I would say that a lot of those Latin American ones were credibly socialist to degree. I mean, they they okay. uh, supported um, you know redistribution of um, land. I believe was was a big one for right. quite a few of those. Um, we also have you know the U.S. has had its hand in trying to control and colonize and, um, you know, destroy anybody, especially in Latin America, that tries socialism and that goes against capitalism and goes against capitalist interests. might um, be why it doesn't work. So, yes. So, you know, if we want to let socialism, um, you know... If socialism is so bad, why don't we just let it play itself out in these countries instead of trying (laughs) to go in and topple their fucking... Yes. um, And so there's zero historical context for any of this. Like, some of these were bad dudes. Some of these, I'm like, are they conflating socialism with communism? Yeah. And the the mass... the, the What did it say? It's like it always leads to this, like, mass concentration of power. Like, what the fuck do we have right now? Capitalism is like... 
you know purportedly the like opposite of socialism <laughs> right, or but, whatever but, right so we are you telling are you honestly trying to say that we don't have a fucking mass concentration of power right now under here's, capitalism here's the difference though because if socialism has a mass concentration of power it collapses into communism if <laughs> capitalism has a mass concentration of power it collapses into fascism and that's cool that's just fine but, you know i'm gonna say something controversial <laughs> right now I think communism also gets a bad rap. Oh, yeah. Just yeah. going <laughs> to say that. I can't. I, I'm not going to like defend or not defend <laughs> communism, but I've, I've known of a couple people who like, you know, go. And it's, a, it's an ideology. It's a philosophy. It's not like you can't just broad People brush conflate all of these communism things. with authoritarianism. Yes. We have plenty of authoritarianism. We live in a fucking police state right, right now not, under capitalism. Yes. So, yeah. Exactly. It's just fucking like that can happen with any of these bullshit. fucking political philosophies. I don't care what it is. Yeah. So, like mm -hmm. to cherry pick like this thing bad um, just fucking doesn't work. So, like, and they don't expand on what of many of the greatest crimes in history were committed by these. Like some of them, Joseph Stalin is obvious. Some of these are obvious. Some of these are like, okay. Yeah, the the greatest crimes of trying to redistribute wealth to the the, I the population of people and. They, I, 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 I kind of think they get there. I kind of think they get there through the course of this. Um, oh, okay, okay. Whereas tens of millions died in the Bolshevik Revolution, at least. Uh, 10 million people were sent to the gulags in the Union of Soviet Socialist Republics, USSR, and millions more starved in the terror famine Holodomor in Ukraine, whereas between 15 million and 55 million people starved to death in the wake of famine and the devastation caused by the Great Leap Forward in China, whereas the socialist experiment in Cambodia led to the killing fields in which over a million people were gruesomely murdered, whereas oh, up to 3,500,000 people have starved in North Korea, dividing a land of... Uh, freedom from a land of destitution, so North Korea and South Korea. Whereas the Castro regime in Cuba, which we totally did not mess with and had, you know, <laughs> like that did its thing all by itself. We were just here, like, we, we were just over here. What, what are you going to do? We're just over here watching this whole disaster happen. Um, just Jesus Christ. These people are like fucking. Duh. Yeah. I, I, Anyway, um, whereas the Castro regime in Cuba expropriated the land of Cuban farmers and the businesses of Cuban entrepreneurs, stealing their possessions and their livelihoods, the poor entrepreneurs, oh, and exiling millions with nothing but the clothes on their backs, whereas the implementation of socialism in... You want to guess what word comes next? Wait. It's a country. It's the it, one they keep going to whenever socialism comes up. It's Venezuela. Oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. And Nicolas Maduro of Venezuela, and we, you know, we propped up that fucking that fake guy. Remember that? The um, God damn it, what was his name? I don't, I don't like. I can't. I couldn't like. I couldn't dig into every single historical thing they bring up because they're throwing everything they can at the wall. Yeah, and it's not even fucking recent. This go this ranges from the forties to the eighties to the present to like, fuck. You just you, yeah. You there was like this. this they like tried to topple Maduro and then like they just installed like they basically the U.S. just like said this other guy was the president yep. and all the people of Venezuela were like, no, he's not. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? 
<laughs> I think he might live in Florida now. Actually. <laughs> I think I read that recently. I wish I could fucking remember his name. Anyways, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I think I encountered him in my research, but I didn't have time to dig into the details. Also, we have sanctions on Venezuela, which I hear didn't really help anything. Oh, yeah, yeah. The sanctions, of course. Yeah, it's the socialism, not the sh- sanctions. Yeah, surely. absolutely. Yeah. Abs- uh, absolutely. Like, the socialism forced us into, like, doing the thing. Fuck you. Fuck yeah, you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, whereas the implementation of socialism in Venezuela has turned a once prosperous nation into a failed state with the world's highest rate of inflation, which, you know, god damn. Um, now, here's, here's some even more fun bits, because they, they, oh, Jesus. Whereas the author of the Declaration of Independence, President Thomas Jefferson, <laughs> oh wrote, quote, to take from one because it is thought that his own industry and that of his father's had acquired too much in order to spare to others who or whose fathers have not exercised equal industry and skill is to violate arbitrarily the first principle of association, the guarantee to everyone of a free exercise of his industry and the fruits acquired by it. (laughs) So first of all, (laughs) they're so desperate. They have to dig up Tom. I'm pretty sure (laughs) socialism wasn't really a thing when the founding fathers were active. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure it hadn't appeared by the, the early 1800s or the, you know, um, but this is this is fascinating because like from my first instinct was okay is this a false quote because <laughs> like I'm sure they fucking fact check the hell out of it because they're Congress but also these these people don't seem very bright exactly um, so I checked I checked with like like Monticello.org or whatever it is it is indeed a real quote it is just part of a real quote they have trimmed it down for you know reasons. Um, I don't really understand, like, because this is this is wrapped in old timey language. It's referring to things that aren't applicable anymore. They just heard, I think, basically you you taking stuff from people bad. Um, no, and- yeah, that I mean, just that first statement is like is like, yeah, it's it's wrong to take from someone who appears to have too much and distribute it again, like amidst everybody yeah. else. Like now, there, <laughs> sharing is bad. Sharing is line, bad. Actually, <laughs> there's a line that comes after that, which they did not quote, which I find very interesting. Okay. So I don't fully understand it. Cause again, it's referencing something that was politically relevant in the early 1800s. That's been a little bit, um, but the full, the full, uh, even even what I found isn't the entire thing. It was an extract from Thomas Jefferson's addition to note for Dessout de Tracy's treatise on political economy. So somebody wrote a treatise, and then Jefferson made a note, and then made an addition to that note. And like it's it's not like this isn't like an enshrined government document. This wasn't in the. You know, this is this is just some bullshit Thomas Jefferson put in the margin of a letter, basically, <laughs> right, is what I'm what I'm what I'm getting here. Um, but the entire quote runs like this, and I will mark when like the section that they took out and used for their their resolution or whatever. So it's a little bit longer. To this, a single observation shall yet be added: whether property alone and the whole of what each citizen possesses shall be subject to contribution or only its surplus after satisfying his first wants, or whether the faculties of body and mind shall contribute also from their, their annual earnings, is a question to be decided. But when decided and the principle settled, it is to be equally and fairly applied to all. <laughs> start, oh. start the quote they actually used. 
to take from one because it is thought that his own industry and that of his father's has acquired too much in order to spare to others who or whose fathers have not exercised equal industry and skill is to violate arbitrarily the first principle of association, the guarantee to everyone of a free exercise of his industry and the fruits acquired by it. That's, that's the only section they used for their little resolution. It continues. If the overgrown wealth of an individual be deemed dangerous to the state... The best corrective is the law of equal inheritance to all in equal degree, and the better as this enforces a law of nature, whereas extra taxation violates one. So he's, he's not a big fan of taxes, but also he's saying, yeah, if wealth gets too big, that could be a problem. <laughs> <laughs> that part didn't make it in there. Um, I don't know what like the, he's talking about when he says like the, the law of equal inheritance to all in equal degree. I don't know if that's like individual inheritance, if like you know, someone dies and it's distributed evenly among his family as opposed to just like distributed evenly among everyone else to keep the wealth from like coalescing and clogging up the... So we don't have these fucking dynasties of rich people, which we absolutely do because they just all... Any any rich person you can name got his wealth from his, his fucking dad owned... A, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Donald <laughs> Trump. Like, they own, they own... Like, their dads own fucking oil fields or diamond mines yeah, or some shit. South Africa. They, yeah, fucking, they, they didn't yeah. pull themselves up by their bootstraps on, a, like, a poor little slum area and suddenly rise to become millionaires and billionaires. They just... They had that shit handed to them. And Thomas Jefferson, in part, is saying... That might be a problem. <laughs> that part of the quote didn't make it into the horrors of socialism. Yes, interesting. It's weird. Wow. It's weird. weird that they would want to take that out of context. Yeah. It's mm. almost like they're just looking for something to cherry pick to make an arbitrary point that they have decided on. And so a lot of Democrats decided to just go like, you know, no, I'm going to denounce the horrors of socialism harder than you. Yeah, calling no, your bluff. It's, it's a it's goddamn virtue signaling <laughs> for right wingers. Yeah. And well, OK, so we're talking about MGP here. I'm just saying that for short. I don't like using it, but it is handy to say MGP. I, I will continue saying glisten camp Perez because I just really don't like MGP. But you do you. <laughs> all right. All right. To each his own. Um but another uh, one of the most disappointing votes was from uh, Senator Ro, oh, sorry, uh, Houseperson Ro Khanna, who was, I believe, co-chair of the Bernie Sanders campaign, who, you know, is still the most po- popular politician in America and ran as a democratic socialist. Oh, Ro Khanna decided to denounce the horrors of socialism as well. And he has his own bullshit reasonings for that. He's more of a, a social Democrat that whatever the fuck. Anyways, it's just like, why would you like seed ground to Republicans doing this red baity bullshit? Um, it's just, yeah, it's just disgusting. So that was like, I mean, I don't know. I kind of ro- hate Ro Khanna anyways, but he's <laughs> like, you know, he, at some point in time, I, I liked him as some kind of progressive guy and i liked that he um supported bernie so anyways yeah that's pretty fucking gross but um yep so that's kind of how marie glusenkamp perez kind of started her her career there um yeah well it's it goes it goes on for a little bit i'm gonna i'm gonna skip over the they've got a quote by james madison which is more of the same i'm gonna skip over that we don't need it like it's personal safety and liberty blah 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 don't take property um and then it continues and, and concludes. Whereas the United States of America was founded on the belief in the sanctity of the individual. 
why are these people here if they believe in the sanctity of the individual? They are literally part of the government. Um, <laughs> to which the collectivistic system of socialism in all its forms is fundamentally and necessarily opposed. Now, therefore, be it that Congress denounces socialism in all its forms, all its forms, guess what? That includes democratic socialism. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. And opposes the implementation of socialist policies in the United States of America, passed in the House of Representatives February 2nd, 2023. So we're going to get back to the socialist policies in the u.s um there is something really interesting here because i looked at the house um committee on rules website and they have like they have a version of this but what they also have in addition is they have um uh amendments that are listed and and who who put them forward and what they say and they were all defeated in like this house committee of rules but if you look at them they're actually a lot less shitty and and a lot more obvious and a lot they're they're all put forward by democrats they are all voted down like five to seven it's the exact same numbers every time um but the first like these amendments are so like they give us an insight into what's actually being talked about so the first amendment that didn't make it in adds clarifying language that socialists did not attack the United States Capitol on January 6th, nor has any socialist movement ever staged an attack on the United States Capitol to prevent the lawful counting of the electoral votes and the certification of a presidential <laughs> election. That tells me there was conversation going on of, hey, why don't we just get, you know blame the socialists for the fucking January 6th stuff? Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. Oh my God, like it's shocking. Um, the second amendment referenced clarifies that any opposition to socialist policy implementation in the United States does not include existing federal programs such as Medicare, Social Security, TRICARE, VA Healthcare, the VA Home Loan Program, VA Burial Benefits, and VA Homelessness Programs. So basically the socialist stuff we already have, that's cool. So these were amendments that did make it into did the not, resolution? These were amendments that were put forward but were voted down. These did not get into the resolution. What the fuck? Okay. So so they didn't make a point some, to say... At some point during the process, Democrats put these forward. It's a, it's it's like a six to four vote, so it's like a small committee of people. Yeah. Um, and then they get voted down every time. So none of this made the, it into the final resolution that everyone voted on. So there was an attempt to be like... There was an attempt to make this less shitty. Yes. Yeah. On both of the... Okay. Got so, you. Next one. This... <laughs> adds language that fascism led to the mass murder of six million Jewish people by the Nazi regime. <laughs> it's almost like... Because we need to clarify. We need to make sure. We need to clarify that. Well, yeah. In case we hold in our, you know. What, yeah. what that is, is like acting as like kind of an obvious counterbalance because they're willing to bring up all these people like Stalin and Mao and all these people like mm-hmm. these, these evil socialists causing... It's like, well, the fat, the Nazis were over there doing something too. <laughs> I mean, maybe that's pertinent to this discussion. Like, maybe socialism isn't literally the root of all evil exactly. things. Exactly. Um, right, right. The, evil the, things happened outside of evil socialism. Evil things happened outside yeah. of socialism. Like, you fucking morons. Uh, the next one adds a denunciation of other forms of political extremism, such as authoritarianism, fascism, nationalism, anarchism, and other extreme ideologies. I disagree with the anarchism, but, like, you, you see what they're getting at there. Like, yeah. there's other extreme ideologies aside from 
just fucking socialism. Yeah. Um, and then the last one clarifying that the horrors of socialism relate to the improper use of the term to politicize and malign policies and people who are not actually socialist. <laughs> Got voted down. It's, it's amazing. Yeah, because I mean, then they have this re- resolution and anything that gets put forward. I mean, like, what legislation could you like? There's, I mean, there's a lot of legislation that you could like call socialism yeah. you know what i mean like, including a lot of stuff here in the u.s that people really like yeah including the shit we already have that they obviously noted in that amendment yeah yeah all of these were defeated four to nine um so yeah that is that is my uh rant on oh oh one one additional note though that something i because this is so fucking stupid um they're they're saying, whereas the United States of America was founded on the belief and sanctity of the individual, like, you know, the, the personal freedom bullshit. Mm-hmm. Um, I did look up, like, the definition of socialism on, like, uh, what is it? The Stanford Encyclopedia of Philosophy. So what is the actual base philosophy to all of this? Um, socialists have deployed ideals and principles of equality, democracy, individual freedom self-realization and community or solidarity uh, so basically socialists embrace democracy um, and are com- like, there's literally a line in here third socialists are committed to the importance of individual freedom the f- these idiots wouldn't know socialism if it bit them on the ass they mm-hmm. can't be arsed to like even look up the basics of what the philosophy is they have no idea of history beyond cherry picking some things that like were probably this, this whole thing is a straw man argument and it makes me very very mad mm-hmm. and Marie Glusen Camp Perez voted yes granted 108 other Democrats also voted yes but that doesn't let those fuckers off the hook either mm-hmm. fuck them um that was so when when this vote came through like and there's a, there is it can be rationalized because if like a hundred plus other democrats are voting for it then well you can go and get a little bit of right-wing cred so you can you keep mm-hmm. your purple seat whatever the fuck so that is just that that is what personally like raised so many red flags for me because this is an abandonment of your morals and your base mm-hmm. uh, this is this is this was this was a an affront um but it gets worse yep yeah that was just the beginning right that was just that was the that was the entree (laughs) that was the little piece of poo in the shit show that like precedes everything else yeah that was the foreshadow yeah um i there are a couple things that um that aren't about votes that i just wanted to slip in there that are are also negatives um if we're moving on past the yes the we, uh, my rant now. is done i'm i'm yeah yeah okay just, okay so uh, i'm sorry that took so long no that's i think that was great that's gonna be good stuff so um so just her stance on the police this is what's really frustrating to me because um you know we have joe kent who's a fucking white supremacist and um you know we have a lot of people in this community that are concerned about policing and have been for a long time and um you know you got to pay some lip lip service to that in my opinion at least um but we didn't get her budging on any of that at least as far as i've seen with you know in debates with joe kent 
um, everything. I mean, she's insisted over and over during her campaign that most normal Americans love the police and want them to come when they call, etc. Mm-hmm. So by normal Americans, what do you think she means? White middle class? <laughs> White Americans, right. Because um, I'm sure there's some black folks out there that yeah. are not relieved when the police show up at their door. Middle right? class or to Patrol rich. their fucking neighborhoods middle relentlessly. Class to rich. Exactly. Exactly. And so always, always, always white. Yeah. So if you have concerns, um, then Marie Glusenkamp doesn't think you're uh, normal. Um, so, yeah, never heard a deeper analysis or even an acknowledgement of systemic racism, police shootings, the fact that we had the largest protest movement in American history come out after the murder of George Floyd. Um so, yeah, anyways, that was always just frustrating to me. So, you know, yeah, if you have any criticism of the police, you're just an extremist and you're not normal yeah. in her mind, which leads me to the next complaint I have, which was a constant during her campaign is like this extremes on both sides bullshit rhetoric, right? That like, oh, oh we got the extreme left, the dirty socialists. So then we yeah. got the... <laughs> yeah. And then we got the the fucking white supremacist fascists on the right, um, you know, wanting to give you health care is the same as fascism. They're, they're exactly. Equivalent. Exactly. She buys into the extremes on both sides. It's like, OK, what do we want on the left? Health care for all a living wage, a fucking a livable future. Yep. Uh, you know what I mean? Like He's, pretty sweet. Oh, free college. Yeah. Uh, taxation of the rich you know yeah no a fair and, distribution and, you know of wealth. What? if 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 i'm a rich white person looking at all that i just think horror yeah just horror that that the horrors of socialism exactly 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 so yeah that was just always frustrating to me that she doesn't she doesn't understand like yeah that the the the, 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 the these both sides this extremes on both sides like aren't fucking equal you know, we have, we have two corporate fucking parties. You know what I mean? Like she, she's not, she thinks she's a moderate because she thinks, but she's actually right wing mm-hmm. on the broad well, spectrum of things. And she thinks that's is. normal. Yeah. And that's what is fucking frustrating. Right. Me. That's yeah. literally how it always is. These so-called moderates are always fucking right wingers. Exactly. Yeah. And yeah, so you that's just, and moderate. it's always, it's always just shitting on the left in that way to equate us leftists with fucking fascists on the right. I mean, it's well, offensive. like doing your best to move yourself towards the fascists. Yeah, yeah, to align with them as much as you can. So, because um, you got to have that fascist vote. Yeah. So purple district. Yeah. <laughs> so um, okay, so yeah, back to votes. Um, another vote that really pissed us off, right, <laughs> was the unleashing uh, American Energy Bill. Oh yes. Do you want to introduce us to that a little bit? It's, I do have some comments myself, but I <sighs> I can if you would like. But so I I I'd he- I hadn't heard of this bill before we started research for this podcast. It was like something that was being raised. The alarm was being raised by some other activists of this is a really bad thing. And I I took a look at it. Um, so to briefly quote the Colombian here, just so we have an overview of what this actually is and what it does, um, House Republicans on Thursday approved a sprawling energy package that seeks to undo virtually all of President Joe Biden's agenda to address climate change. The legislation would sharply increase 
domestic production of oil, natural gas, and coal, and ease permitting restrictions that delay pipelines, refineries, and other projects. It would boost production of critical materials such as, oh, excuse me, critical minerals such as lithium, nickel, and cobalt that are used in electric vehicles, computers, cell phones, and other products. By a 225 to 204 vote, the House sent the measure to the Senate, where Majority Leader Chuck Schumer, to his credit, and that's that's me talking, that's not the article, <laughs> called it dead on arrival. Four Democrats, including 3rd District Representative Marie Glusenkamp, Perez of Skamania, joined with all but one Republican. So four Democrats. She was one of four votes that like mm-hmm. approved of this to support the bill. And I took a look at the actual text of the bill. Um, which I'm not going to read here in full because it is like 207 pages. It is literally a novel. Um, it is dense. And I took a look at like even the, even the uh, table of contents last for basically several pages. And I took a look at it and it's all there. There are immediate like things that it's, it's talking about how like Congress doesn't approve that Joe Biden stopped the Keystone XL pipeline or these other big pipeline projects that it's, it's all about fucking oil and gas and fucking our environment. Like, yeah, I don't care what else you snuck in there. This is a, this is ugly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, yeah, um, I just, I thought it would be informative to just share just straight up what House uh, Majority Leader um, Republican Kevin McCarthy said himself about the bill. Um, he said the bill, quote, restores American energy leadership by appealing, repealing unnecessary taxes and overregulation on American energy producers and makes it easier to build things in America. You know, like building well, that, things for oil and gas no, that's extraction. Literally, that's literally what it is. It's fucking oil and gas extraction. Yes. It is. It is. You're just greasing up the slip and slide to hell. Yeah. Like and you're making he, it easier. Yeah. And he says plainly that we need permitting form reform to build more pipelines. So how you could sign on to that. And I think it's important to note here that expanding oil and gas is climate denialism. Yes. I feel like there is still... Uh, uh, some group of people out there that think that you can believe in the science of climate change or acknowledge the science of climate change and still you think there's some wiggle room. No, the science says now we need to stop now and especially building these new things. I mean, you are ensuring that this shit is going to go on way far into the fucking future. Yeah. And it's, it's fucking terrifying. And she has a child. She has a brand new child. And she is not taking this shit seriously. It is fucking, it's abhorrent. And it's like, it's, I I just can't believe she, she just doesn't get it. She obviously just doesn't get it. And yeah, I mean, we need to start calling it for what it is. No matter what, who, what side of the aisle, who fucking does it. This is climate denialism. Even if you're not saying I don't believe in climate change, you are denying the science by behaving in this way. Yes. And it's ecocide. You're making it easier you know, for this, this shit to happen. Yeah. It also would, um, another note on that. It would also eliminate a new tax on methane pollution. Oh, so of course it yeah. would. Cause we just like fucking God damn it. They don't, they don't, they don't care as long as they can line their own pockets. They don't fucking give a shit. Yeah. And she, she fucking voted for this. And like you said, you heard about this from local activists. There was shock and outrage from the environmental community here well, in I, Vancouver. I heard about this from you. <laughs> 
which I heard about from the environmental bank. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Which we have a very strong in like like our city council just passed like the most progress or one of the most progressive like bold climate action frameworks in the in the nation. Like we have a strong community here that cares about these issues and she knows and that's that cool that she, she likes you know she wants to highlight her rural the right. rural aspects of her district but she also needs to appease us she and was, she doesn't think she has to yeah she was trying to run as like the environmental one in the race so mm-hmm. like you don't fucking and like her justification for this has been like she wanted something in it to get through and then yeah i do have so i sent an outraged message to her and then she sent the whatever the blanket response that they send right. so i'm probably just going it, to read it all it's here to such an improvement over um jamie her butler what because she actually she responds just, she, no blanket response oh got you oh yeah okay i was like i think i got blanket responses from jhb too okay got you yeah yeah classic yeah um classic jhb move yeah so anyways oh thanks for reaching out deeply value or insight and input uh for years clean energy policy has driven up the cost of traditional fuels and made it more expensive to fill up tanks and heat homes working folks can't afford to keep up with these costs we need to make clean energy less ex- expensive than fossil fuels so she uses this argument of that it's going to actually like lessen the restrictions for clean energy projects it won't while matter. ignoring it won't matter we can we can do a lot more damage a lot faster than we can get the fucking clean energy exactly it's just ridiculous um yeah so many of those clean energy projects we're relying on for clean energy haven't been able to move forward because of a lack of transmission capacity it's vital we build more power lines da 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 um this would increase American energy uh, production and reform the permitting process. Like you, I believe this bill is flawed. The repeal of the Clean Energy Technology Investments of the Inflation Reduction Act are counterproductive and impeding our ability to lead the world on clean energy innovation. However, I also believe we need bipartisan solutions to lower energy costs for working folks. That's why I supported this bill when it came to a vote. The bill passed and it was sent to the Senate. The Democratic-controlled Senate can strip out the partisan parts and send the bill back to the House. Um, and then she passes it off to go talk to your fucking senators. Um, so, yeah, um, I find that disturbing because I think that she could have asked the environmental community and yeah. they could have advised her on yep. this. Um, and she obviously doesn't have that advice in her, or, you know, those type of people in her inner circle that could have told her that this is a fucking oil and gas industry bill. Um and that that and, and I also like okay cool Schumer says it's dead on arrival Schumer's not a fucking great guy we he's, got Joe we got a 50 50 split Senate we got not. Joe Manchin calling the shots yeah. uh, a literal coal baron so how are you so goddamn sure that it wasn't gonna like make it through the Senate somehow like that just seems super fucking reckless yeah. and that there was another way that you could have um, found a way to lower energy costs for for consumers i don't know like it's just it just seems so so dumb so reckless why aren't you talking to your community about this who's advising you on this um it's it's just gross incompetence um like and just we it's a it's an express way to like pure environmental destruction destruction yeah there's there's no fucking justifying this yeah there's none i mean yeah we we need to be done justifying this anymore you know like yeah, lesser of two evils is not going to work in the case of fucking climate change. 
<laughs> okay, student debt forgiveness. This is what caused us to make this fucking episode. Yes! This is a final fucking straw. Yes. All right. We, we, have, we the, have watched that camel get more and more weighed down, and we're like, no, it's probably... Okay, fine. No, this is the... This is the this is one too many. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so... For those who don't know, Marie Glusenkamp-Perez voted alongside House Republicans and only one other Democrat to repeal Biden's student loan forgiveness. Not only did she do this, but with this vote, she also supported reinstating the waived interest charges during the payment pause, which would deliver a surprise loan bill to one in every eight people in her district, as well as to reinstate all of the debt that has already been canceled for public service workers through the public student loan forgiveness program that has been in place since, I believe, Obama, um, which includes teachers. Mm. Um, so I was going to read her statement and then we can fucking butcher how <laughs> butcher her for that statement. God, the butcher was not a right word. I'm sh- I, I don't know. I'm <laughs> sharpening some knives over here. Yeah. Okay. So <laughs> like, I'll debt. sharpen these knives just in case. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. All right. So this is, so she does this shit. And then this is her statement. Like the next morning after fucking outrage, dude, Twitter was popping off the debt collector collective was calling her ass out everybody was calling her ass out nina turner like all these like big name people uh with lots of followers were like look at this obscure bitch from fucking look what she did you know uh from the third congressional district anyways um so here's her response quote expansions of student debt forgiveness need to be matched dollar for dollar with investments in career and technical education i can't support the first without the other the severe shortage of trades workers needs to be seen and treated as a national a national priority it's about respect i'm all for repairing what's busted but the higher education system is totaled Wow. <laughs> college costs too much and the credentials produced get unwarranted social status justifying more cost increases by our country's elite they need to snap out of it and the system needs a total overhaul <laughs> okay so you're not gonna get away with this with another cringy car analogy <laughs> mgp no no, no you're, you're, you're you- cutesy little it's not fucking cute first of all <laughs> I'm sick of the car analogy. <laughs> but they're I'm going to Congress to fix things. Oh. And like, oh my God, it's so embarrassing. <laughs> and then you're like, I'm all for fixing what's broken, but this system's totaled. It's this... like, that's not, th- that's not going to take away the fact that you just cost me a bunch of fucking money and a bunch of other working class people. Right. Because do you have st- student loans still, Philip? Uh, so, I I got I got lucky. I never had student loans. Um, I didn't have student loans because I had a rich grandfather who paid for my right. education. And then he died of cancer, and the family got like basically fucked out of the money. Like we got disinherited by some really shady bullshit, basically. Um, which like whatever that is what it is. But I got lucky. Mm-hmm. I I'm not saying that like fucking. Student debt? I can't imagine student debt. So who takes out student loans? People that don't have the money to pay for right. it, right? Which would have been us. Not if, rich people. Yes. Like every generation of my family gets poorer, right? Like my grandparents were rich. My parents were middle class. I am like struggling to hang on. I don't expect to ever have any kids, but like God help them if I ever do. Um, 
Yeah. So this was an assault. On, what I'm getting at is this was an assault on the working class yes. in particular. And I can the speak low income. for, yes, I can speak for people who like, I've heard from people who like actually do have student loans. And this is, this is a slap in the face. And we also know that like, I mean, obviously black people are often right. are disproportionately, you know, they borrow more because right. they are poorer in the society. Right. So not only to say so it's racist in a way, yeah, not only to say like we're reengaging this stuff, but you have to pay back all of this. Yeah. That we thought that were, was waived. Yeah. Like, like everything else that got fucking waived, like the PPP that, loans that got like all this shit that was going on during COVID. Like you're saying we have to pay the interest back on the fucking pause. Like that is some punitive shit. Like that yeah, is like, that is, that's not just like, oh, I don't agree with canceling the debt, which is still like indefensible, but like, yeah, that and, Jeep takes it beyond indefensible. And the PSLF uh, debt wiping out that had already happened for yeah. public service workers. Like yeah. that is fucking cruel. Like the cruelty is the fucking point on that shit. And it's like, why? Yeah. Why the fuck? If you on any, in any fucking way claim to be a representative of the fucking working class right you should never that should have been a fucking hard line for that should have been easy vote an yeah. easy no yeah absolutely everyone knows that i i like that i i am appalled and this doesn't this doesn't affect me but this affects like everyone else and that that's unacceptable yeah, and this idea that those who go to college receive unwarranted social status. Look, I'm all for, like, I understand the volu the value of hard work, like, as far as, like, I'm a restaurant server. Yeah. That's hard work in, in many different ways. I value working class, like, laboring. Yeah. I understand that's hard work. Going to college is also hard work. And guess what? When you're poor, you got to do fucking both. Yeah. Like, who the fuck are you to say, oh, unwarranted social status? You still have to earn and yeah. work to get the degree. Yeah. And then to have to pay money on top of that. And I'm sorry, she fucking, she paid a lot of lip services uh, to teachers. Oh, teachers, uh, you know, how are teachers going to buy homes and shit like that? It's like, well, you just took a big fucking shit all over them and just make made it way harder for them to to ever buy a home so yeah, yeah i mean it's yes. it's really like i don't even know where the fuck this comes from right because if you've got all this this backlog of student this magical backlog of student debt that just suddenly appears like we're holding on by our fingernails yeah right now without that yeah i like i don't have student debt and i am holding on by my fingernails so how the fuck is someone supposed to like be crushed by that and come out for the crime of trying to For make the their life better. For the crime of trying to get an education and make their life better. And God damn it. Yeah. I, uh, like, I am a manual laborer. I agree that, like, not everything is taught in schools. Schools are not the be-all, end-all. But you know what? You're not not smart if you didn't go to college. You're We're not, not those type of people that right, think that. Right. Um, but there is, there is value in, like, going and learning, I don't know, basic critical thinking. Uh, yeah. So you aren't like signing on to the horrors of socialism later. Yeah. Like. <laughs> Dude, and if you are, if you're a fucking working class person and like for me, I'm a restaurant server. Once again, mad respect for the job. I've fucking done it for years. You deal with the shittiest people. It's yes. hard physical work, all that shit. But I want to do something different with my life. And right. I think it's fair that I should try to find a fucking right. a way out of 
restaurant service. I want to do something that's more meaningful for right. me. And exactly. so I decided to go you to know fucking what? That's college. another fucking tenet of socialism is you go, you something meaningful like this individual is that freedom individual that freedom, freedom that individual freedom to find something meaningful to yourself yeah and be able to be productive to society while still not like killing your soul yeah yeah absolutely and we have like like once again like I, I liked that she ran on like we need trades jobs and she she made a really good argument about like we need trades people to bring in like the green revolution or whatever like I'm sure she didn't word it like that but basically saying like like we need those people those these people matter these jobs matter yeah. absolutely don't fucking pit us against each other though you absolutely. can say hey trades people they don't get enough you know in the working class they don't get enough social or as as much social status as right. the educated folks do yeah. um that's great to say but don't say and that there's no value and that they don't deserve it right. people educated there, people don't deserve any social status we got teachers we got fucking doctors exactly are and you kidding me there is a certain level of like head in the clouds ivory tower stare down your nose nonsense but that's at like the phd level <laughs> <laughs> That's not us regular smells going for our associates exactly. and our bastards. Exactly. Okay. And um, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Another thing, you know, she, one of the statements she says there is college costs too much. It's like, okay. So you just made it a lot more expensive yes. for us. That makes no fucking sense. That's bullshit. We understand. Everybody understands the system is broken um, and that canceling the debt is only like one way of like providing relief within a broken like education system. Right. But it is a big fucking deal. Um, and it, it's a real making progress toward like dealing with the issue in any, in, in the capacity that you can to fucking, um, at least allow Biden's in my view, like meager forgiveness fucking program. So it's just, that's the other thing. Outrageous. Like, in these, in this vote, and in the vote for the energy thing, Marie Glusenkamp Perez is directly going against Biden's agenda. Yeah. And yeah, I do want to. I do, <laughs> I don't know if you're going with bucking or sorry. Um, if you're going to get into bucking the the party from the right and oh, going against exactly Biden's agenda. Where we're going. Yeah, please. But continue. I just want to say a little more on just how fucked up this is because we didn't. Um, we didn't touch on this yet. There's a twist to, to this story. <laughs> so Marie Glissenkamp Perez, she apparently has some weird vendetta against college educated folks. She is all about the trades, da, 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 all this shit. She just passed up this, passed this fucked up shit. She has a degree. She has an economics degree from Reed College, which is an elite institution. Oh. I believe in a liberal arts institution mm -hmm. in yep. Portland. Yep. Um, at the time that she went the um the tuition was 40 over forty thousand dollars a year an elite institution she rails again oh the elites and all these people coming into these rural communities telling us these educated people telling us what to do she is literally one of those people forty thousand dollars a year i mean maybe she had some community college that was cheaper i don't know it didn't say that um when i looked it up but it's like forty thousand dollars a year okay so that's like what hundred sixty thousand that she could potentially have in in have had to pay in tuition, right? Mm -hmm. I I don't know. Anyways, what whatever. There's 
that's a fucking expensive institution she went there she got a degree she thinks she gets to get a college degree but no the rest of us don't and my question is who the fuck paid for that she hasn't said that she has student loans i doubt she does she's because of course if you knew what it was like to have student loans you know you wouldn't fucking vote against something like this and so it's just it's just really fucking hypocritical to the grossest degree it it is it is fine to have gotten lucky to have well did mommy and daddy pay for that mrs fucking working class auto worker like oh you know that's 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 what i'm saying like if she ran into a bit of luck there that's fine but if you good for you use that as a platform use that if you then turn around and stab everyone else in the back like you're not you're not a proponent of the working class. You're not a proponent of like these regular folks who are just trying to get by. Yeah. You're a fucking hypocrite. So you got to go to college, but we don't. Okay, fuck you. Yeah. Um the the other twist to this is that she got 60 almost $64,000 in PPP loan forgiveness for her auto shop in Portland. There's also been like a, a new like study that came out that that showed like I think it was like something like 30% of those PPP loans even went to paycheck protection like to pay the workers and then all these corporations just pocketed the fucking rest you know it's just it's just disgusting i mean obviously her business truly is a small business so good for her i'm glad that the government came in and fucking saved her during covid and that she got that those loans forgiven yeah but she so forgiveness for her but not not for us for anyone else yeah. yeah fuck that like what a fucking hypocrite yeah. you went to school and you took those ppp loans like i'm sorry i'm like i'm not fucking she needs she this, she this, there should be a public apology and her coming out to say she's going to pay back those ppp loans right before i will even consider right. fucking voting well, for her again there's two ways she addresses this right because the backlash has been so enormous one yeah you fucking realize you done fucked up you apologize you make it right I would respect that. I don't think that's going to happen, but I could, I would respect that. And fire some of your staff. She, something, your she's getting staff. bad advice from someone, yes. man. Or I, it's just her own dumbass advice. Or her then, own like Yeah, well, opinions. I mean, if, if it's her own opinions, like her staff aren't doing anything to fucking push back against it very hard, it doesn't seem like. Um, yeah. I So, or avenue number two she starts feeling like everyone's against her she doubles down she goes farther to the right <laughs> we end up with like a joe kent clone who is then a democrat so we still yeah, have to vote like, blue no matter she's who like well the republicans are nicer to me so yeah, yeah. like the the fucking like just and yeah it could if if she's got enough of a like she has to it's hard it's fucking hard to make this level of a mistake and get like publicly dragged for it mm-hmm. and say i was in the wrong but that's got to happen you, you've got to have like humility is not a thing we associate with politicians but it's got to happen if she she like cuz this is this is this student loan debt can be forgiven but this this shit is damn near unforgivable i know because it's like if you take that vote it's not like whoops it's like you knew exactly what you're doing and it i i will say that like kind of like like we keep reiterating like her her messaging um on the campaign trail it's like we we liked that but it's almost like it gets into like um just a weird personality quirk that she does have like a strange disdain 
for people who've gone to college and it does show up like in a lot of the things she she says um and i I, like i don't know what to say about that because once again she's a college educated person she also a lot of her family are college educated people she's she's shared before um a lot of her i think her mom was like a teacher she's you know she has family members that have been public service so um it's really weird i don't i don't get it but it's very clear when she says like uh college degrees like give unwarranted social status that there's something fucking weird and deeper going on there that she's just like fuck you yeah if you're not in the trades kiss my ass like i i don't like it i don't fucking like it also like if you're in a um like, don't tradespeople go to community college? Like, no. aren't there... There's actually, so, right? there's actually a level of education required to figure out how to do anything. Dude, what, wouldn't some of those people be taking out student loans? Like, how fucking dense is she? I'm sorry. Like, it's this is a very... Like, it's infuriating... Infuriating. Infuriating. <laughs> I guess my college degree hasn't done very much for me. <laughs> If I can't <laughs> fucking say infuriating. Oh, I do that shit all the time. <laughs> so maybe Marie's right, but um, yeah. Anyways, but it's like it's it's confusing yeah. too. Like I don't fucking get it. You, She's just a fucking weirdo to some degree too. Yeah, where it's like, what the fuck are you thinking? Yeah, I. It, it, she doesn't have like a. a I, I don't know fucking where she stands in anything because I thought she was going to be better than this. Yeah. Like, and morally, where the fuck is this woman? Yeah. And yeah, it kind of gets into deeper things that maybe were red flags that we didn't understand. Like, um, at least in one debate, she was like complaining about having to um, like, you know, she's ranting about her work at the auto shop or whatever. Yeah. And she's complaining about having to comply with OSHA regulations and EPA regulations, which I found to be really disturbing that I feel like everybody kind of overlooked there. And I feel like um, if like looking back, it seems like she, she really just has an obsession with what she herself has had to go through and everything that she does is just based on what is like, has personally bothered her or gotten in her way in her life. Yeah. Um, and that is not a good sign that you yeah. could be so narcissistic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like a lot, it's like I get representation and, you know, connecting, like I know what it's like to be a small business owner. Great. Yeah, that's good. But it's like, it seems like you just have like personal mm-hmm. fucking vendettas against all kinds of things. And right. you are so much so that you set to go to Congress about it and right. you're not thinking about the people of your district. Right. And, and personal experience. I, I mean, I tell a lot of, of stories about myself. I'm personal experience is like the, the basis we use to sort of understand the world around us and to empathize with people who are not us. Mm-hmm. And like, otherwise it's just fucking ego. I'm, I'm not here trying to like, you know, make it all about me. Hell, the, the thing with the names, like we, 
you can you can know our last names if you look hard enough. Like you, yours is somewhere easily accessible. Mine got spoken once because you accidentally doxed me on uh, <laughs> <laughs> the uh, the fucking oh um, on Jan Kelly on Jan Kelly's interview. <laughs> yeah, You're like, sorry, the, the first time my last name. Interview. I think it's, it's fine. Like, but what I'm saying is like just the, trying to the, give you credit. The reason we were just going by first names is less to hide our identities and more just like this isn't about us. Yeah. Um, this is not the. You know, we're not doing this to exalt ourselves. We're doing this to say people are hurting. There's a whole bunch of problems out there. These need to be like addressed. And that's what I want in my representation is someone who's willing to look beyond their own experience. Use that as a, a, a launch point for sure. You've got personal experience having bad Internet. You can do a great thing by putting forth this broadband bill. Yeah. But then you've got to extend that into like listen to people and see how like just some basic empathy would have told you that these this student loan stuff would just destroy people not provide a little bit of a like road bump destroy people and a lot of people voted for biden like that was like one of the fucking sad little like fucking concessions that we got you know what i mean like yeah. and then we had to force him to even fucking do that i mean that like it's just gross yeah. that she would just turn around and like, you know, something that's already been promised, turn around and do that. And yeah, I think it's just rooted in it's not an issue that concerns her. For some reason, she doesn't have student loan debt. And um, therefore, it doesn't matter. See, I don't have student loan debt and it matters to me. That's the difference. Exactly. Exactly. Because you know it's better for society yeah. to I don't, remove like, barriers for people. It, we're yeah. not, that's, that's the, well, that's the conservative mindset of like, if it directly, if it, like they're much more worried about if someone's going to take their guns than they are about like fucking any other social issue yeah. because that, that the, they want to be the ones who get persecuted. Otherwise, like what use is it? <laughs> and that's like, I think that's the difference between like some of this far left stuff and some of this far right stuff is we are. Everything we do is based out of empathy and trying to help people. Like if you're if you're black, if you're um, queer, if you're trans, if you're you know anything. The, the I I am not black. I am not queer. I'm not trans. I'm not female. You know, but I support like all of this because we're all in this shit together. Mm-hmm. This has got to be more than about a self-centered bunch of bullshit. Yeah, but we're the left extremists. Apparently, we, we are the left. <laughs> we are the goddamn socialists. We are horror incarnate. <laughs> Uh, we are the we are the we are what makes Horrors. Nancy Pelosi break out into cold sweats in the middle of the night. This, this the podcast, socialists are coming yes, for me. This, this podcast specifically. <laughs> this obscure Southwest Washington podcast that hardly anyone ever listens to. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I heard the guy that attacked her husband was a socialist too. Oh, okay. J.K. J.K. That's not oh, fucking true. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> I was just like, oh yeah, well that. that Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> we just can't catch a break. Uh, that's fucked up. No, that it guy is... was a crazy right winger, wasn't he? Oh, weird. Well, that's weird. Shocker. Where the violence oh, seems you know, to actually be emerging that's, from. That's, that's fine. Yeah, that's, yeah, that gets a pass. Can we? Okay, can we talk about the fucking the yes. stupid picture? Oh, <laughs> not where I thought we were, you were going, but yes, we can talk I about know, this. Stupid we've been thing. talking for so long. Whatever, we can split this up into two. I feel like we need to cover all the shit though. But um, yeah, the fucking that picture, that OSHA violating picture. Remember that? Yeah. I just want to fucking. Cl- okay, so. 
context is on Marie G- Glusenkamp Perez's. Um, this is just another disturbing thing in my view of like what a weirdo she is, honestly, and how she just has a disdain for um, government in general, it seems like. So, um, yeah, she posted this picture of her like welding with somebody like working on a it's it's her husband is it a lawnmower. I don't know. It's. Like? I don't think it's a lawn. Maybe that's a big ass lawnmower. Okay, whatever. That's too big. Even for a, even I do mowing. Like even for like a billy goat or something that is way too big for that is that shit is something you ride on. Yeah. So it's a picture of yeah some kind of maybe farm equipment or something, and the caption was some political candidates get their suntans on vacation. We prefer the healthy glow that comes from OSHA violating <laughs> welding jobs. <laughs> for those who don't know osha is like the occupational safety Safety and health health administration administration. yeah they're the yeah so yeah fuck them according to (laughs) yeah fuck those uh occupational and uh safety rules health and safety rules this does like make sense if she's trying to like strip away regulations from all the fucking oil and gas bullshit i know yeah just like complete disdain and what's funny is that i was trying to look that up for this episode so um I went back and obviously somebody got to her and she changed the <laughs> caption to some political candidates get their sun t- tans on vacation. We prefer the healthy glow that comes from welding in our backyard. So she <laughs> erased the OSHA violating part of that. But anyways, just like and, another and- <laughs> weird clue into the mind of yeah. this, uh, this person. Another Okay, here's another thing that I wanted to note. Um, that just shows her hypocrisy Mm -hmm. after saying in the primary that JHB, Jamie Herrera Butler, quote, rewarded the special interests and ignored us, unquote. She hired JHB's staff members because they are, quote, according to her, hugely talented people who know these issues. Wait a minute. She hired J. This is not something I knew. Yeah. She hired JHB's staff members? Yes. Fuck. What are you doing? Yeah. Someone was saying it was like maybe for a transitory reason or to like show like, I don't know, fucking bar- well, bipartisanship that- or some shit. But she she said it's because they are hugely ta- talented people who know these issues. Of course. And now we know who's in her ear. So therefore have an opinion on these issues. Yeah. And oh, and she oh, she rewarded the special interest and ignored us. Well, bitch, you take fucking special interest money, too. So sorry. Yeah. And this is exactly you're, the you're, result of yeah. of these decisions the decisions to take that kind of money and the decisions to keep on your predecessor's staff when the people of this district voted for something different finally exactly we didn't vote for the same thing we didn't vote yeah we didn't vote for a a different fucking you know figurehead on the same you know back door machinations background machination like the the thing the people who are doing the work there yeah. on her staff are the same fucking that's that's that makes so much and sense. they know these issues it's like yeah they probably told you they really knew that energy bill issue yeah, you fucking inside dummy inside and out we read the whole thing you fucking dummy yeah and this is like, what it's gonna that, do right yeah it's actually gonna that, be good for clean energy not for you know what i mean it's yeah. like why the fuck fucking natural gas is in there that's cleaner than all this oil that also opens up with that bill i know fuckers I know. and of course that's a lie too it's not fucking cleaner at all and then so going along with uh you know how this whole thing rolled out so after she cast the student debt uh bill siding with republicans um to 
cancel student debt cancellation. <laughs> um, she came out, she introduced her founding of the new Blue Dog Caucus. Did oh, you hear about that one? Yes, I heard about that one. Yeah, so the original Blue Dog Coalition consisted of gems like Kirsten Cinema and Henry Cuellar. Um, cinema notorious for <laughs> enthusiastically voting against the $15 minimum wage increase while apparently showing off for Mitch McConnell. Um, you know, the classic yeah. little thumbs down she did uh, very enthusiastically. Yeah. And then um, Henry Cuellar being notorious for being a pro-life Democrat and having an A rating from the NRA who was endorsed by Nancy Pelosi against a progressive Democrat challenger after the overturning of Roe. So that shows you how much the Democrats actually care about abortion, yeah. uh, reproductive rights. Um, what a fucking sham, right? Um, so yeah, anyway, some great people came out of that original Blue Dog Coalition. I'm not sure why that like disassembled but her she she's like introducing like a new blue dog caucus alongside two other people yeah um and yeah so more cringy quotes from her so after the student debt vote um part of like her tweet introducing that she's like teams get shit done we get shit done around here like fucking over student debtors <laughs> <laughs> like what the fuck dude and then so okay yeah then she founded it with jared golden which i didn't get I enough info on that guy must be a conservative democrat obviously that's like what a blue dog is but interestingly uh mary peltola uh, who is a Democrat from Alaska who enthusiastically supports the extremely controversial Willow Project, which, again, is a massive expansion of oil drilling in Alaska, which has been described by every credible environmental group as a carbon bomb. Um, just reminder again, all ex new expansion of oil and gas is climate denialism. Yeah. Just reminder. This would be a, like, the, the thing she signed on to would be a unprecedented expansion of mm -hmm. all of it. And yeah, Mary Peltola said uh, it would be good for public safety, transportation, and schools. I'm sure the kids really appreciate that. Jesus. Um, so yeah, this is the company that MGP is choosing to keep in Congress. Uh, really disturbing. Um, previous to this, just two months ago, she said that she hadn't joined any caucus because she doesn't fit neatly in any ideological box. But now it appears she has found her perfect ideological box in her new Blue Dog Democratic <laughs> Caucus. Okay. Um, which, uh, yeah, prioritizes, quote, fiscal responsibility and, quote, national security. Um, were either of these that. issues on the forefront of her campaign or no. these the things that she ran on? No. No. Um, also, part, they, they also claim to support blue-collar workers. Right. Um, you know, supporting blue collar workers by forcing them to be in industry that they don't want to be in because they can't afford college. Like, you know, yeah. this guy over well, here. You so. know, the alternative would be socialism. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, you got to do what you got to do. We got to really working for the greater good. We all must sacrifice ourselves to combat the horrors of socialism. Exactly. As outlined <laughs> by some idiots in Congress. Okay. And so, okay, I think finally we're arriving at where... You've been wanting to go. <laughs> Sorry like, for all the detours. No, no, it's but, great. Like, I love this. But yeah, on the extreme right-wing Democrats getting away with everything. Right. What, yeah, what do we have to say about that? Uh, Jesus, what do we have to say about that? Um, so, okay, well, you were bringing up I was Nancy Pelosi gives her all this money. Yeah. But she feels comfortable. Um 
bucking Nancy Pelosi. Right. But then she votes for Hawking Jeffrey. So who fucking knows what's going on there? <laughs> Probably someone got in her ear and was like, hey, get in line, bitch. Uh, we gave you money and we're going to come after you. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever they do with their fundraising shit, right? I feel like a um, lot of that happens in back alleys. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, that sounded you. like it probably doesn't come off as Look, that extreme. If you know what's good for you, you got to go get yeah. in line. Here's, here's 4,000 bucks to smooth over the deal. Yeah, you can make your life hard. You can <laughs> you make, make it. Your life hard. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's a very nice. You can go that's, down here on Easy Street. Yeah, with the, that's a very nice win you got there. Shame <laughs> if something would happen to it. <laughs> but but you're the democrats yes we are but yeah okay so okay sorry this is what you're saying you're saying okay i'm, I'm saying a whole paper, bunch of nonsense <laughs> no you're you made earlier you said that so oh, earlier on I'm, paper biden biden wants student le- debt forgiveness yes. that's what he that's what he did through executive order that's why we're here where we are he gave the concessions to these progressives mm-hmm. da, 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 da. Yep. this is officially part of biden's agenda as the leader the, as, of the party that marie glusenkamp perez is in yes as is the climate stuff because yes he was forced mm-hmm. into doing a little bit for the climate yes um, <laughs> as noted by the Colombian article that bill would like just goes completely against that agenda in every way shape or form it's trying to dismantle it yeah, so it just seems there's a pattern here with the Democratic Party. When you buck the party from the left, they're coming after you. Yeah. Nancy Pelosi's berating you to, for your fucking Iron Dome vote and making you cry, AOC, and, you know, talking shit about you in the press. Right. Funding campaigns against you. It, uh, yeah, and if, you you're, know, if you're fucking Bernie Sanders, you get to be stopped at all costs. Yes. Twice. Yes. From the Democratic Party. Despite the popularity Despite of the, the policy proposals. Yeah. Yeah, all of those things with the American people. I mean, yeah, right now it's like, nope, no progressive challenger to Biden. Sorry, right. gotta do Biden, even though the polls show him fucking losing to Trump. So tell us how, keep telling us how the Democrats are going to stop us from fascism because they're fucking not. because they yeah at all costs they will they will stop the left they will fucking crush the left and there will be consequences if you go out of line with what the party wants look the left actually poses a threat yes the right poses an opportunity Mm -hmm. that opportunity is to say look at how bad these people are you gotta vote for us yeah and they fundraise off it and it's this like in 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 turn the right gets to go do it's like fuck the libs shit like they get to do their rhetoric it, it they they feed off each other it it's fucking but when you buck your par- when you buck the democratic party from the from right the- even though it's going against biden's like i said on paper agenda right. not that i believe he gives a fuck about student loan right. debt or anything i'm sure he's happy yep. to see it fail in the supreme court if, if you bucket from the right you're just doing what you have to do to survive politically exactly in we're in it's you're a red a, district it's a red, it's district, a red district, district sorry yeah. yeah what can you do you just gotta go over and yeah and uh, yeah so i mean Famous cases of this, right, are Joe Manchin, Kirsten Cinema. There was yep. no bully pulpit for them. There was no twisting of the arm. It's just, oh, sorry, can't yep. do anything. Even the unelected parliamentarian, apparently they can't fire that person either. <laughs> sorry. Oh, they're going against my agenda, but nothing oh, I can do. No. Throwing their hands up. Why does that why do you think that happens? Is it because the Democrats actually fucking care about you? Nope. No. Absolutely not. 
Marie Glusenkamp Perez can fucking buck the party from the right. All these fucking voters, all these people who voted that stupid motherfucker Joe Biden yeah. into office on these meager promises that he barely fucking kept. Yeah. You know, that the debt per- forgiveness shit is not even all of what he promised as far as student debt forgiveness. Oh but yeah, we are we are talking the lowest bar and then still the lowest bar. Still fucking yeah. lower. It, it, yeah. Like this this it, it's not hard. It's not hard to not be shitty about this. And yet Biden could barely manage it. And Marie Perez is just like trying to torpedo the whole thing. Yeah. And she just gets to, you know, these people get to just call the shots and just, you know, continuously go more to the right. You know, Henry Cuellar gets the endorsement from Nancy Pelosi after Roe gets overturned. I mean, it's like. How far are we going to like continue down this fantastical story of the Democrats are going to fucking save us? Yeah, there has to be a litmus test. There has to be a fucking bar. Exactly. And when you don't cross that, if you do not get above that bar, we don't vote for you. Right. They, They are protecting us from fashion right fascism right now by aggressively rolling over every opportunity they get yeah like, i th- i think i've said this before on the podcast but like every fucking time the right moves to the right the democrats are like well we gotta we gotta maintain the center there so they move to the right yeah and it just and it, here we go off the fascism cycl- cliff, yep. cliff. that's uh, every, where we're headed but, yeah no they're not doing they're they're like maybe not pumping the gas as hard as they could be pumping the gas because that's what the Republicans are doing. Right. But they're not fucking putting on the brakes either. Yeah. Like they're at best their foot's over like on the side there just kind of like oh wait there, I maybe could reach the brake maybe if you know some one of these days I'll, I'll get around to pushing the brake but you know right now it's just not feasible. Yeah and now might be a good time to bring up how like how piss poor her support of the LGBTQ community has been. I mean everybody has been citing that as like a reason they voted for her against Joe Kent because he is a fucking groomer theory freak. Which he fucking is. Absolutely. fascist monster. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um but uh yeah dang it was good. Oh, she the only thing I could really find her saying on the issue, maybe I missed something um, I don't know, but a listener contacted us and said that during, I forget what form it was, but that she basically said like the kind of like the, the queer issues or trans issues, um, should be left up to the individual school districts. And, um, oh. many listeners uh, listening to this right now, probably listen to the previous episode about what's going on with center oh. and what happens when you leave it up to the school districts. Right. And that doesn't sound like being a very good advocate. And are we just going to write that off as sorry, she's in a red district. She can't no. be too supportive of the queers. Sorry. Yeah. No, she gets to just washes and, her hands of it. Yeah, and um, what uh, what Emily told us was that Joe Kent himself in the flesh has been showing up to those LeCenter oh school board yeah. meetings. Fuck, I and I about asked, that. yeah, and I asked her, I was like, hey, have you, this is kind of before we did all this research and, and, and all this, but I was like, I don't know, maybe she would show up. Mm-hmm. You know, if Joe Kent's showing up, why doesn't she show up in support yeah. Yeah. Um, of these students that are, are being put in danger, cre- like yeah. demonstrable danger? Yeah. Um, by these policies. Joe Kent is not currently employed by Congress, but also like she should be looking after her fucking constituents. Yeah. In the face of like, uh, well, and he's, he's announced for 2024. So yeah, no, you know this and fucking, he might well get for 2024. If Marie continues down this path, Mm -hmm. like that, 
we've already covered it. She's just alienating her base. She's just chipping off her own support. Yeah. Um, yeah. For all the reasons mentioned and like how, how far are we going to take this? And it, it's kind of sad. The discourse that has been going on too. like, if you criticize Marie Glusen camp Perez, you must be a right winger. Yeah. You must be for Joe Kent. You might be a white supremacist actually. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, of course. And yeah, it's fucking sad because guess what? There, there is an alternative to this. She could have a primary challenger. We could, you know, there could be an independent person that runs so against both of them. I would, I, I, I think what we need is an independent at this point because the Democrats yeah. have just, the, the Democrats are not, who the fuck knows where they stand on anything. They failed and they failed and they failed and I'm, I'm done. And like um, we said, they'll destroy the left candidate in the Democratic yes, Party if they were yes, going to run against her. They're going to yes, put all their money you've behind got to, MGP. You've got and, to support the fucking incumbent, hell or high water, because that's how it works. Yeah. Um, but if we had a true leftist, independent person to run, if you or I theoretically ran for that seat because we got so fucking fed up and angry and actually ran on ideals mm-hmm. that actually resounded with people, you know what would, would happen? They would be screaming... They're they're just splitting the party. They're they're like it's a it's a way to like fucking fuck Marie over. Yeah, yeah. You're a spoiler. You're a spoiler. That's and the word like, I was groping. Why for. isn't she the spoiler? Yes. Why her isn't she the fucking actions spoiler? Actions are her, directly causing this. Yes, she's spoiling. She's spoiling this, and if she continues spoiling this, then then there is good reason for someone to run against her. And also, like mm-hmm. she ran as an independent voice for Congress. Um, I think there was another like poll recently where it was like the majority of people like do support like a, th- a third party or an independent like pe- people are fucking sick of both of them. Yes. And she ran as an independent voice for Congress. Yeah. Like under her name, she's a she's a Democrat. But like maybe people in this district would be receptive to an independent um, candidate I, versus, you know, what? The same but old it's, fucking it's, same old. It's mostly just sport teams. It's mostly just like sunk cost fallacy. You've spent so many years being a Democrat or whatever. You don't know how not to be a Democrat. It doesn't matter how shitty they are and continue to be like you just you keep up with that almost like abusive relationship dynamic of. Yeah, I'm sick of fucking getting kicked in the face and then told, nope, gun to your head. It's like, sorry, we're just going to keep kicking down on you. Keep kicking down on you. You can barely fucking survive the situation. It, I'm not talking about myself. It's yeah, not like I'm no. in that bad of a situation, but, but so many people are. Yeah, metaphorically, like fucking the the Democratic Party is like beating up on its own fucking left wing and saying like, you you don't want Joe Kent, do you? You don't want to be a spoiler, do you? You got to vote blue no matter who. You're not doing that. So you fucking get in line there, pal. Mm-hmm. Just over and over. And it's it's a cycle. Like we see this every time. We see the exact same arguments coming out of like Democrats, the Every election, this lesser of two evils, centrists, like it's a red district, we've got to do what we can, bullshit. And they play this strategy on purpose. They do this on purpose. They fund MAGA candidates in primaries. We covered that before, too. The Pied Piper strategy. Hillary Clinton propped up Donald Trump because she thought he'd be easy to beat. And she thought that was a fucking good idea to take a gamble on that shit. And and they keep doing it. They're going to keep doing it. And... Does anybody think that's okay? Is that no. something that can be reformed? You, you, yeah, you don't beat fascism by just doing this like 
the same weak ass fucking shit over and over and over again that you do. It's a slow slide into loss and you end up with your fucking Marie Gluson camp Perez's who like might talk a good game, but then they turn out to be like vote terribly for the most part. Like some of this is just draw droppingly awful, but you don't win like that. You win by actually finding someone who has legitimate values and sticks to them and is not going to abandon the fucking working class. And we have seen this so many fucking times. And that was, yeah. And you know, like the Bernie movement inspired so many and, and at a certain time it was not only did he inspire people, but like it was, it was politically advantageous to pose as a progressive. And that's what I wonder if Marie did support him back then, if she supported Bernie back then, maybe it was just a fucking ladder climb. Yes. Cause you need, you need to like be a populist to even try to, and they're fucking, they're, they're just, God damn it. They're like, just, soiling the image of populist because what the fuck does populist even mean anymore? i don't if even know everyone, what it means anymore everyone yeah, that's is the most, everyone yeah. is, is fucking posing bernie sanders was the real deal and then everyone wants to be like this the similar thing without actually being a similar thing you know? exactly they want to use the rhetoric to get into your yeah. head and get get your vote and then and do then, their thing do yeah. the usual thing and by that time they will be locked into like the democratic machine and you're the incumbent and you gotta vote blue no matter who and you, you don't you don't you don't you don't vote against her because that would mean joe kent like if you if you fucking we're talking about fucking freedom personal freedom here like i should have the freedom to fucking my vote should be worth something that's not just you have to do this because she's a democrat mm-hmm. like i want a fucking independent there someone i can be proud of like to vote for and who's not raising fucking red flags everyone who's allegedly been a democrat has raised red uh, not a democrat allegedly been a progressive like that we've had in recent memory has raised red flags whether they've win or whether they've lost they've always been like something's felt wrong we haven't had any real representation on the left and i'd like on a local level the democratic party tries to snuff that shit out too i've seen it Mm -hmm. i dip my toe into that pool and i like nope the fuck out I'm like technically like still on the list of whatever LD I'm in, but like it's, I'm not, I'm not fucking attending those meetings. I'm not, I got better things to do with my time, stuff that makes actual differences. Going out and hitting fucking doors for actual candidates who mean what they say and are, are really good people. We've gotten lucky here on a local level. Um, anyway, just this, this is, this is me being very mad and sad. So surprise everyone, in case you didn't know, we're not Democrats. We're not Democrats. I used to be. I, there was a time, like, but you grow past that shit. And yeah, I mean, I think we've laid it out here. Like, the reason we're doing this now is because it's like, this is an urgent crisis in my view. Like, it's, we, the writing's on the wall. We see it plain as day. She's gone too far. So we're calling it out now yeah. because Joe Kent has announced he is going to run in 2024. Mm-hmm. So what we need to do is we need to remedy this somehow. Right. So she needs to change mm-hmm. drastically mm-hmm. or we need 
in our view, an independent challenger. Right. Exactly. To and both it, of them. If, and a good one, like not someone who is... Not a weird right-wing independent not, challenger. Not, not a, there's not those a right-winger with just a little <laughs> gloss of progressivism to fool the rest of us. Yeah, someone just close to little, a green or something. You know, yeah, come on. Give us I, fucking something, man. Give us fucking something. And you know what? Like, if you just double down and support Marie Perez regardless, if you play this game, she is going to lose. And who do you have then? You have Joe fucking Kent. Mm-hmm. we're not doing this as a way of like we want to you know tear down Marie and then leave a path clear for Kent we're doing this because we're anti-fascists yes and we actually want to like prevent that outcome yes so yeah god damn man <laughs> I don't know if there's anything else to say I don't, I, I don't think so. <laughs> Thank you.